Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning and welcome, everybody, to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this Saturday morning, December the 10th. And it's cold out there, and Christmas is coming. And it's also the NFL Week 14 coming. And a big week, a lot of big playoff matchups, teams that, you know, fight for playoff spots, a lot of division battles going on. So a big week in the NFL this week. PDV will be joining us at 10-15 to go over all the NFL Week 14 games. We'll be doing a little fantasy football because a lot of teams are going into fantasy playoffs this week. So we're going to be uh, talking about that as well. as you know, Talking about the Dallas Giants, big game Sunday night. And uh, breaking down all the games, making our picks with PDB at 10-15 when he comes on. And uh, listen, this is the time of the season now where, you know, teams need to, you got to need to make your playoff push. This is, these are the games you got to win. This is December football. These are the games you got to go. You know, you got to go out and win. And so it's going to be interesting. We got a lot of good matchups this week, and me and Pete are going to go over them. Like it's you know ten fifteen. So that we're going to start the show with the NFL today. Then later on, we're going to be doing baseball with the meetings. We'll be recapping the with the meetings, checking out all the trades and signings from over the week. It was some good moves, some blockbuster trades. Sale going to Boston. You know, some signings, and so we're going to go over everything, and we're going to look at the Mets and the Yankees, look what they did. Well, the Mets signed Sensors, and it's not anything else. And the Yankees is the big move, you know, signing Chapman. So we're going to go over all that and then see what else they could have in plan, you know, any other plans. Maybe they laid some groundwork at the winter meetings for some future moves. The Mets obviously trying to trade either Bruce or Grandison, and uh, so we'll see if they could do that. The Yankees. Yankees could definitely use starting pitching, but there's really nothing left out there. I mean, I know they're shopping Gardner possibly, but that's really all I heard on that front for now. But we are going to, you know, talk later and get into some more rumors a little later on that. So also, we'll be doing some looking at the NBA and the NHL a little, and this whole, it just never ends, this Phil Jackson, Carmelo Anthony drama. It just seems like uh, it's just 
never going to go away. Uh, and the only way it's going to go away to me is if one of them go. One of them's got to go eventually. I mean, it's not working, them two together. It's just not. Knicks get a nice win last night on the road. They almost blew it at the end. Carmelo missed two free throws with three seconds left, and then uh, Cousins threw, like, a shot from three-quarters court and hit the front. It almost went in. Hit the front of the rim with a tie to putting it in overtime. But Knicks were able to hold on. And uh, Carmelo had a big game, though. He had, he had 33 or 35 points last night. He had a big game. and uh, But uh, the two free throws at the end, he missed, which is surprising because Carmelo is a great free throw shooter. But uh, he was able – it was okay. They ended up overcoming it. So, you know, nice win for the Knicks. The Knicks are playing good basketball right now. Listen, the other night when they got pounded by the Cavs, we all know the Knicks ain't, uh, ain't ready for that, you know, obviously, and nobody is. I mean, I think we can pretty much say it's going to be the Cavs or the Warriors again. They might as well just start the series now. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, Carmelo with 33 points, seven rebounds, four assists last night. Cousins, 28 points, 12 rebounds, six assists. And a losing effort. And that three-pointer came just short, which was pretty crazy at the end. But... Knicks held on. So we'll be going over some of that later. We'll do some NHL. The Rangers with a big overtime win, one nothing last night. And I'll tell you, that was some game. It was a very uh, intense defensive battle, and uh, the goalies played great. And, uh, you know, the Rangers ended up Nick holding 55 seconds into overtime wins the game. So the big win, big win for the Rangers last night. So we're going to go over that. The Devils lost 4-1 to St. Louis last night. So... We're going to go over all this stuff later in the show. We're going to get into the hockey. We're going to do some baseball in the second hour of the show. And in the first hour, we're going to be doing a lot of football. So, and then probably next week, me and Pete are going to do our college bowl picks as well. So that's another thing to keep an eye out for. We're going to do the college bowl picks. And uh, so that'll be uh, cool. And uh, if you, you know, if you want to follow us by that, go by our NFL record, D4 and 2. And Petey is 117-73-2. So me and Pete are both well over, you know, doing great winning percentages here for both of us. I, right now, I got a nine-game a nine uh, game lead on Pete right now, but both of us are doing great. So either one of us, the picks this year have been really good. I'm actually in a pool where I'm in a, a season four in first place. I was at that record. I should be. And uh, so we'll see. If I can hold on. I got like a five-game lead or four-game lead now, I think, after Thursday night because I had uh, the Raiders. So, uh, but with four weeks left, we'll see what happens there. <clears throat> so I also want to just say a couple other things. The Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Wagner and the Totally Driven Entertainment Network, dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. And, you know, we have plenty of great shows on the Totally Driven Entertainment. You should definitely uh, listen in there all week long. And, uh, you know, I'll be playing a commercial blog with all the shows today as well, but definitely, I mean, we have everything from sports to wrestling to music to movies to comedy to, I mean, it's just an unbelievable show, you know, and unbelievable network, so definitely give it a try, and, uh, you know, you won't be disappointed. It's the same old stuff on the radio, so definitely, you know, refreshing to hear something different. We have our flagship show, obviously, Totally Driven radio with Bay Ragney which and Jimmy Giannetti, which is an awesome show on every Thursday. So definitely want to check it out. I also want to give a few shout-outs out. I want to give a shout-out out to my uh, brother, Mike, and uh, my sister-in-law, Maria, and a happy anniversary. Love you guys. Nothing but the best for you guys. And then uh, I want to also give uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Khalif, I'm, I'm at Carlise Taylor. Happy birthday to Carlise Taylor. 
I know he's out there. Happy might be listening today. So, you know, happy birthday, Khalid. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to him. <clears throat> so my guys, the Padman, Alan, Adam, the Met Roundtable crew, and Hector, myself, as, you know, we did the Miracle Day at work. And we'll probably talk about it later with them when they call in. But we did a Miracle Day at work. You know, we do it every year with charity for the children in need. And we raise a lot, you know, money for the for the charities. And we get a lot of, you know, athletes. We had a lot of people. I mean, awesome time. We had Mike Richter, Curtis Martin. You know, got to meet them, chaperone them around, and, you know, just talk to them, get autographs, and just talk with them. Kenny Anderson, I mean, you don't get, you can't be a cooler guy than Kenny Anderson up there right now. I mean, two years in a row. Great time with him, you know, hanging out with him, talking basketball with him, and just talking. And, you know, we may get a, who knows, we may get a surprise call from him, you know, one of these weeks. You know, we may get a surprise call from Kenny Anderson, which would be great for him, NBA star, all-star. And I tell you, he's a great guy, great hanging out with him, and he's great, helped raise money for the charity, which is the most important thing, you know. So really appreciate all these guys coming. I mean, Charles Smith was there, John Starks, Felipe Lopez. John Franco, uh, John Franco was there. My boy Alan, Alan from Old Bridge got to chaperone John Franco around. It was, it was a good time, and, uh, you know, we had a great time. It's just uh, interacting. Rod Gilbert was there, Hall of Famer. We had, you know, Lorraine Bracco. Just a great time. It was, and, and we raised, a lot, you know, we did a great job. And, you know, Padman put so much work into this. And, you know, we have our little team. You know, he has, we have a, he has his, his team is us. We're in Padman's team in the Miracle Day. You know, Hector, myself, Alan, and Adam. And uh, it's just great to help out and uh, be able to, uh, you know, raise this money for the for the charities. And, you know, and these guys come out, these athletes and these actresses and, and they actors, and they come out and they just support, you know, they support the children, and it's a, it's a great day. I mean, they come there all day. They're just hanging around, talking, mingling with people, and uh, it's a good time, a lot of fun. And uh, definitely want to give a shout-out to my team, like I said, uh, Padman, Hector, Allen, and Adam. I mean, great job. And, you know, us, we're like the dream team, they call us, with, the, with this, because we are, you know, we really have a good time, but we really work hard, and, you know, and, and it's a lot of fun. So want to give that shout-out as well. And uh, so... All right, now it's we really it's week fourteen of the NFL and you know, big games ahead here. So we're gonna make our picks when Pete calls in shortly. Pete had Kansas City Thursday, I had Oakland. So you know, now we're gonna go over when he calls in, we're gonna talk about that game a little and then we're gonna go over the rest of the games. So that'll be cool. And uh so let's let's take a look. Let's, a quick little look plus obviously the Giant Cowboys a big game and uh, you know, Cowboys' only loss was open a week to the Giants. Giants lost last week, so they're trying to bounce back this week. And, uh, you know, Dallas obviously looking for revenge. So it's, it's definitely an interesting matchup. Sunday night football, definitely a great game. And uh, so we're going to break that down today as the show goes on. A couple of uh, callers calling. We're going to definitely break this game down, you know, top to bottom today. So it'll be a lot working out. But we've got a lot of big games. Steelers and Buffalo, huge game in the AFC. Both teams battle for position in the Steelers seven and five, the Bills six and six. The Steelers and the Dolphins are both seven and five, a game behind Denver at eight and four. So it's a big week. Denver with the Titans today, a huge game as well. And tomorrow, I mean, at one o'clock, huge game. So Steelers, Bills one o'clock, Broncos, Titans one o'clock, big game. Saints, Buccaneers one o'clock, another big game. Tampa's rolling along right now, playing great football. 
Saints must win. Say, I'll tell you, the Saints have won some tough games this year. They're five and seven, but they, I'll tell you, they very easily be seven or five, eight and four. They lost some tough games. Another big game. Redskins need the game at Philly. Philly's been sputtering a little lately, but big rivalry game in Philly. That should definitely be a great game. Cardinals and Dolphins, huge game for Miami. They have to win to keep pace tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, so it's a huge game for the Dolphins. Cardinals finally won a game last week. Listen, the Cardinals have a lot of talent. It's just putting it together for some reason. They've been a, they've been one of the biggest disappointments. Them and Carolina are obviously the two disappointments in the league this year. And you have the Chargers, Panthers, obviously the Chargers, you know, they were another team like the Saints. I mean, probably even worse. They've lost some close games, like unbelievable games that you can't even imagine, like how they lost, like, a couple of heartbreakers. So another team that could be in the playoff mix with a couple of breaks. Bengals at Browns. Browns looking for their first win at the 1 o'clock game. Bengals looking about a no A.J. Green in that game. RG3 returning for Cleveland. So can Cleveland get their first win? That'll be interesting to see. Bears at Lions. Lions, another team playing great football. Be interesting to see if the Bears could slow them up at all. I don't think so. I think the Lions will roll them. Bears did have a nice win last week. I did at home Detroit being too much for them. Texans, Colts, huge game in the AFC South. So first, Blake, we're talking. You're talking a game here. Yeah. So you have two teams here at uh, seven, six, and six. And you know, listen, they're going in opposite directions right now. Houston is sputtering. Osweiler was killing them. I mean, they get no offense at all out of them, at all. You know, like, it's amazing Hopkins has become, like, irrelevant because of him, and that's just dumb. So, and uh, the Colts are playing good. I mean, they bombed the Jets, you know, and I'm not good, but this looked like Luck's healthy. It's not a kick getting gear over there. Vikings at Jags, big game for Minnesota today. Tomorrow they have to win that game, so we'll see what happens there. Jets to 49ers. Does anybody even care? I mean, unless you have a fantasy player in that game, there's really nothing to even care about in that game. Falcons at Rams. Another big game for the Falcons. They have to win. Rams, I don't know what's going on there. It's just completely a disaster. Seahawks at Green Bay. A huge game in the NFC. 425. I'll tell you, that's a, a huge game in the NFC. We're going to break that one down with Pete as well. Packers need this game bad. Seahawks coming off a big win last week over Carolina. And then we said the Giants and Cowboys. And then Monday night, Ravens at Patriots, another huge game in the AFC. So I'll tell you, Pittsburgh, meanwhile, Pittsburgh all of a sudden, they're tied for first. Ravens got to go to New England. And Pittsburgh and Buffalo, I'll tell you, the Pittsburgh and Buffalo game is huge. And Buffalo needs the game, too, because Buffalo's right in the mix, too. I mean, they got to win probably the rest of their games. Listen. If you're still alive, you're still alive. So you still got to play until you're eliminated. So there's a lot of teams in the mix right now. A lot of big games. I'm going to break them down with TDV in a couple of seconds. And, uh, you know, like I said, next week, me and Pete are going to be doing uh, college bowl picks. So that'll be fun. We're going to pick all the college games. And then, uh, you know, we'll follow through as the bowl season commences. But here is our man, our NFL group. Time to play the game. 
connection with PDV there, so we're going to wait for uh, PDV to call back. Something happened with his phone was making noises. I don't know what that was. But uh, PDV, uh, PDV will probably be calling back any second, and then we'll uh, get on with the NFL, uh, the picks week 14 of the NFL as we roll into December, into this cold, cold, and we've got a lot of, we got a lot of uh, snow coming, too, in the next week, I believe. I think there's a lot of snow coming, so this is football weather. This is what it's all about. And my man PDV is back with us. What's up, Pete? What's going on, man? That was a pretty smooth transition, huh? Yeah, I heard it was like, man, it's making like a what the hell was that? Sound like a a, a, a chainsaw or something? Let me know. Let it be enough. Somebody might have you know been around at the wrong time there, you know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what's going on, man? All right, let's let's uh, let's talk Kansas City, Oakland first. Obviously, as you know, tough loss. Raiders had their chances to win this game, right? I mean, uh, I mean, it was the first half they played sloppy, and you know they fell behind. But the second half, they did have their chances to win this game. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of drop passes early. I mean, they were they really played a bad game. Defensively, not so bad. They only gave up fourteen points. You know, the the other touchdown came on special teams, but uh. Yeah, they dropped the ball. I mean, Carr had a bad game. And I think all the drop passes in the first half led to him having a bad game, you know, contributed to it. You know, they you know, they ran the ball pretty good, you know. And uh, I think, um, you know, the pinky injury is really affecting him, uh, you know, the, the running game because they're having to run all their plays out of shotgun or out of the pistols. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. no excuses. I, 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 you know, I, I thought Kansas City would win this game. You know, I've been saying for weeks the Raiders, uh, you know, had to win all those other games, those non-divisional games, because their division games on the road are coming, road are coming up. But, uh, yeah, predictably they lost in uh, Kansas City. I think Kansas City hasn't lost a game in December since 2012 or two, something like that, some crazy, uh, some crazy stat yeah, like that. Yeah, unbelievable, right? And Andy Reid yeah. just wins games, right? The guy just wins games. I mean – 
That's because only living in the playoffs, that's what they're waiting for, right? They win the Super Bowl, I mean, you know, but and the guy does win games. He does a good job with that team. That team really, you know, uh, I don't think they're winning any Super Bowls soon, but, they, you know, they play hard. They for them, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, you know, they play hard and, you know, they win games. They scrap games out, you know, and, you, start, you know, to me, you read the Hall of Fame coach. I mean, all the guy does is win ten, get 10 wins every year, no matter what his team looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You're right. And Derek Johnson is obviously going to be a big injury for them as they lose him for the season. That's a huge loss. Yeah, ruptured Achilles. It was a tough injury yeah. to watch. It was one of those yeah. non-contact injuries. But they turned to the game, I got to say, when the Raiders had the third and one and fourth and one, I thought they should have ran the ball. They got the first down there. I, I, I didn't like that they threw those two passes to the end zone. Yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't like the play calls. I wasn't crazy about the play calling either, but you know what? They've been doing that all year. They, you know, they've been uh, they've been going for the throat all year. So, you know, it's just uh, you know, I liked how they they, they managed the clock. You know, even though you know they still had another timeout in their pocket. So, you know, yeah, been, uh, yeah. You know, they you know they 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 should to me they should have ran the ball there. I think if they were in the ball, run the ball, they get the first down. You know, we're talking a different different game. Probably yeah, they got time. another three plays to get in. You know. Yeah. Yeah, another overtime game for them. But, you know, they can't win them all. I mean, it was a tough loss. It was a tough game to watch in the first half, of course. So all those drop passes. and the, You know, Carr had a, a couple of bad passes, too, where he had, his, he had his receivers breaking free, you know, breaking free from the secondary, and he, uh, he missed a pass. And also, I, I was reading a story yesterday that that, that last pass with uh, Cooper, where it looked like he uh, just had a brain fart it. There was talk that that ball hit the the wiring with the that that holds the camera. Oh, that, really? That, that, that follows everybody all over the field. That that chases everybody. There was a, there was talk that that ball hit the they hit that wire. But you oh, know, wow, it's interesting. Yeah, how did they see that? If it happened, right? Like, how did they miss that? Yeah, I know. Uh, just you know, it looked bad. You know, it, it looked like it looked like uh, Cooper. Gave up on the route, which he did. Which, if you if you look at it, if you look at the replay, which I did a few bunch of times, you know he, uh, you know it makes sense now that the ball hit the wire because he just stopped his route. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, oh yeah, I'm surprised they can miss that. Like they can't replay that. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's anything they could do about it. I mean. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those things that you got to live with. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you did have Kansas City in your picks, and I had Oakland, so you gained a, a game right there on me to start the week. And uh, yeah, I wasn't so, liking their chances, especially when I I was re uh, I saw that they uh, uh, Kansas City, you know, they hope field ends, they could do whatever they want with their field, but they froze the field overnight. Field was frozen, oh, and uh, yeah, but you know, it's part of the home field advantage. You get to do what you want with your field. Yeah. Remember, remember the early 80s, the old famous Dolphin Patriots playoff game, and the, they came on the field with, like, a snowblower and blew out the snow to kick the winning field goal in New England. See, they were cheating before Belichick was even there. They were cheating. Yeah. Yeah. New England was just always been a cheating franchise. And now they just take it to a diff- now they just took it to a different level. Well, I mean, basically, CIA stuff. You can't, you, can't even, you can't even talk in, that, in, the, in the locker room. I mean, everything's microphoned. Yeah, 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 it's true. 
But listen, you're ten and three. Both teams ten and three. There's three weeks left. Still got you know three weeks to get you know get some work done and catch them, pass them. So KC gets the tiebreaker, so you got to win it outright, right? Yeah. Yeah. They got we'll the Eagles in Indianapolis and then uh, Denver on the road. So. Oh. And the Chiefs got the Titans next week. Yeah. So yeah, they got they got a, those those are two winnable games. They got those the, the San Diego and the Indianapolis game are must wins. You know, they, and they yeah. got Indianapolis. They got Indianapolis in Oakland. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that works. So. The Kansas City. Let me see who they got. Let's see Kansas City got after the Chiefs, so it's, it's they got. They I mean, they got a. They're at Tennessee at Kansas City, then Denver at Kansas City, and then they're at San Diego. Diego the yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, anything could happen. So you got to just uh, you know let it play out and see what happens. So. But yeah. ten and three, you're still in good position. You'll be in the playoffs, but obviously you want the division. You want to buy too, you know. So that that's the big thing. So, all right, then we have Sunday. Big, a lot of big games on Sunday, right? Coming this week. So we got a Steelers at Buffalo. What do you think of this game? I mean, that's a big game, huge game. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I want to say, uh, going back to the Giant Pittsburgh game, I think uh, I actually think the Giants' defense did a good job, even though they gave up individually. You know, you know, Brown and uh, and Le'Veon Bell had good individual games. I still think the Giants did a good job defensively. They, they held them to what, 21, 20, or they, hold them, or they scored 28. Whatever the case may be, I mean, oh, 24, 24-14. Right? 24-14, yeah, I think, that, I think the Giants uh, did a good job defensively, you know. They, they played well enough that, that you know, that usually usually their offense puts, enough, puts up enough points, you know, to put, you know, to beat them 24 points, but, uh, you know, what happens, you know, you're playing better teams now and, uh, you know, I still think Giants did a good job and it looks good. Looks good. It's a good game to have going it coming into the Dallas game, so uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. And the Pittsburgh, I mean, this is a tough game. You know, Pittsburgh obviously needs the game. It's a big game. Five for first with Baltimore. Buffalo's desperate at six and six. They have to win this game at home. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's going to be a really interesting game. It's going to be cold. It's, it's going to be an interesting game there. I mean, what do you think? What, what do you, what's your pick here? Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh simply because, you know, they, they just, they're just such a balanced team. They can run the ball, you know, with the cold weather, you know, plus Big Ben's a cold weather quarterback, you know. And, you know, got got the running the running game. Le'Veon Bell's going to you know, have at least 150 yards, uh, you know, combined receiving and rushing at least. You know, I, I think Pittsburgh will win the game just simply because I, I, I like the way their defense is playing. They're, they're coaching up the rookies. The, the kid Davis is playing well. The Artie Burns from, a, from the Hurricanes. Yeah, from Artie the Burns is playing well, yeah. Yeah, you know, so they, they're integrating some younger players into the game, and, they're, you know, they're performing well, you know, and it's really helped their defense because the secondary was always, you know, has been their weak you know, kind of their weak point, and it's you know not becoming a strength, but you know it's it's going it's it's you could see down the line it's going to be a strength in their team to go along with that explosive offense. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh as well in this game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a really good, entertaining game. The Buffalo's definitely going to come to play. I just think, like you said, it's just Ben in these type of games finds ways to win these games. 
And, you know, you know, I think Bell will have a good game. I think Brown will have a good game. So I, I just think Ben will, ben will do enough. Maybe he'll win 24-21. I could see a close game. Like a 24-21 type, 27-21 type game. But I agree with you there. Pittsburgh going to win a close game here on Sunday against Buffalo. Then we have Denver at Tennessee, another huge game. I'm going to go with Denver for the experience here, but Tennessee could definitely give them a tough time here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is my um, – I'm, I'm going to go with an upset here. I, I'm going to make a prediction, too. I'm going to say Mariota, Henry, and DeMarco Murray are going to run for over 220 yards combined against the Denver, the Denver defense. I, ju- oh, just, wow. I, just like yeah. the, I just like the matchups. Denver's been giving up uh, a lot – you know, the, their weakness is stopping the run, and then, you know, in Indianapolis will run the ball until, uh, you know, until their legs fall off. So I'm going to – I'm actually going to pick uh, Tennessee. I'm actually going to. I'm actually going to say Denver's going to be that odd team out. I'm going to think. I'm going to say either Pittsburgh or the Ravens are going to take over that second uh, player wild card spot in the AFC. And the way it's looking right now, I'm going to say that Denver's not going to even make the playoffs. So it's going to be the odd team out. But uh, you know, uh, yeah. why you play the games, you know? Yeah. You go with Tennessee for the upset. I'm going to go with Denver. I just think the experience. Although Denver's had the major quarterback issues, without Simeon in there, it looks like Lynch ain't really ready for, to be, you know, to put the load on his shoulders. So they had a lot, little trouble. They're having trouble moving the ball. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm going to pick Denver. I think their defense is going to win this game. Right, New Orleans at Tampa. Red hot Tampa. New Orleans just keeps losing tough games every week. I got to go with Tampa in this one. I mean, I just feel they're rolling along right now, right? I mean, Winston, Evans, they got they got to roll it along right now. Yeah, I'm going to go Tampa as well. I mean, uh, I never like I never like to pay I never like to pay I never like New New Orleans on the road, you know. And uh, Tampa Bay's they're, uh, they're they're playing well. Their defense is their defense is looking really good for their future. I mean, if they can just get a couple more secondary pieces in the draft. They're gonna have a dominant defense for years to come because they 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 young defensive players are really stepping up and you know and growing and growing and, and uh you know gaining experience and getting better every each week. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay as well. I think uh, Winston's playing quarterback really good and uh they could just get some some sort of a running game. I mean they'd be a really balanced team going you know possibly going. And Martin's been playing a little better, Martin. He played. He got hurt last week a little. He got banged up, but he played. He played. He's running well last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He said they need they need a consistent ground game though to you know to be a real serious threat. But I I tell you, I think they're going to win this division. I think they're going to beat out Atlanta in this division. I really don't. They're definitely the hot team going. You know, they have momentum going forward. Yeah, no doubt. It's good to see Tampa back in the mix, right? Then we have another big one in Philly, Washington at Philly, a big division bloodbath coming this weekend in uh, Philly. I, you know, I, I know it's a bigger game for Washington, obviously. I think Philly now, you know, Philly's going to be hard. Five and seven, there's just too many teams ahead of them. So I think Philly, Washington has to win this game. But I'm going to go with Philly. I think Philly's going to beat them this week for some reason. I think, I think Philadelphia's starting to, start to look towards next year and, uh, I just think that the, um, that Washington is they is a must win for them, and uh, 
you know, I, I like the way Cousins is playing, uh, you know, and they're, they're running the ball. The guy, Kelly's doing well, doing doing really good running the ball. There's also talk of Jordan Reed playing, uh, you know, toughing it out and playing this week, and playing on Sunday. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Washington here because uh, I I just think they need the game more than you know than Philadelphia. And I think Philadelphia's is starting to look towards next year with their five and seven, seven records. Yeah. And yeah, then we'll they'll get they second I mean, This will be their last good game of the year, probably. Yeah. And uh, but we'll see. And I got to face Cousins in the playoffs. And the blind side is again two weeks ago. Cousins put up seventy-seven and a half points against me. So I hope Philly's defense comes to play tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know their secondary's been playing really bad the last month or so. I know. So, Maybe the weather's going to be bad though. Hopefully. <laughs> uh. And we have another huge game for my my Dolphins at home against Arizona this week. We think of this one. And obviously, it's a must win for Miami because they they're a game behind Denver as well. Yeah, I'm going to go Miami here. I just think uh, Arizona is done. I, I think they're cooked. I think uh, you know the the they just the season just slipped away from them from the first month or, month or so of the season. You just you just can't recover from it. You know, the Dolphins, you know, even though they lost last week to the, to the Ravens, you know, they, they played a horrible game on the road, you know. You know, they, they did go yeah, up they did. They played on the game. But, yeah, uh, you know, the game, though, Alonzo got hurt. He went out of that game, and they had no replay. And it was, the tight ends were just killing them over the middle. Like, it was just nonstop tight ends mm-hmm. over the middle. Flacco had a field day. And I, I knew, I told, you, I told you last week when we were picking the games, Baltimore owns Miami. They just for some they own them. Every time we play them, they beat them. It, it, it don't matter. It, it, it's just amazing. But hopefully they bounce back. I like Miami too. I think at home they'll bounce back tomorrow. Although I think it could be a tougher game. I, I think it could be a game that if Miami don't play the right game, that Arizona could actually steal because Miami's weaknesses, Arizona's strength, could be Miami's weakness. So that's the only thing that scares me a little. But. We'll see. As long as Miami puts up some points, they'll win the game. Yeah, I think they have to put up points early so they could so they could run the ball, you know, downhill against yeah. Arizona. I think you could gash them in the that, running game. Since just that, I heard that uh, Palmer's been sacked, it's, I believe, an average of two and a half times a, a game for the last six games. At least two and a half times in six straight games. The things like like that, like he's averaging six, two and a half sacks. So if the line's not playing well, so if Miami can get a pass rush, they can definitely do some damage there. So we'll see what happens. All right, then we got San Diego and Carolina. Carolina came out and got hammered last week. San Diego just keeps losing tough games every week. You know, I mean, obviously last week they won, right? Last week they beat. Uh, who did they beat last week? No, they lost. They, 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 they lost the tough game to Tampa last week. Yeah, they, they lost keep the losing tough games every week. In the yeah. And I think I think Carolina at home is actually going to come out and beat, and put them away this week. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's going to be an inspirational game. Let's talk about Keekley playing coming back to play after that uh that horrid concussion that uh that everyone saw in the national televised game, but uh. Yeah, I, I would. I, I'm going to say both teams really are looking for the play, looking towards the playoffs, looking towards next year. I would just say that Carolina comes out and wins this game. You know, you know, even, even though if San Diego could put up a 14th spot early, and you know, and really, 
I could, you know, that's one of those games, like, when, you know, if you're a team that, you know, they made the Super Bowl last year, and you got the veterans looking at, a, you know, a, you know, a very disappointing season, they could kind of, like, not play, you know, give up on the game. But, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this game's gonna be this gonna this game's gonna be a high scoring game and uh I'm gonna say Cam and uh is uh pull this game out. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm gonna go with the Panthers in this one. So we both get Carolina. Then we have the Bengals, the banged up Bengals coming in to play the Winless Browns with R G three making his return this week. Is there any chance this is the week? Yeah, I think this is the week. I think this is the week where Cleveland uh gets there when uh you know I was I was looking at ways to break the game down. They they put a lot of pressure on uh, Dolphins the first time they played. So I don't know home home game. You know, hopefully uh you know have a have a packed house. You know, bunch of bunch of uh, dog pounds going wild. You know, big rivalry game. These two teams hate each other. Going back to the Sam White days, but uh yeah yeah. yeah I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cleveland Cleveland's gonna win this one. You know, simply because. They gotta win. You gotta think they're gonna win one game. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna stick with Cincinnati, but it wouldn't shock me if Cleveland won this game. It really wouldn't. I mean, Cincinnati have no green open on their banged up. They did play a good game last week, but they are you know, but it was, you know, Philly is like you said struggling now as well. But I, I, I think they're gonna. I think Cincinnati are gonna do enough to win. Maybe break Cleveland's heart again at the end or something. But maybe RG three gives them the spark they've been waiting for. You know, who knows. That's that's what that like that's what's gonna happen. Or maybe RG three gets knocked out because they can play in a game again. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, if Perfect gets a hold of them early or something. Oh yeah. So, all right. So then we got Chicago at Detroit. I think Detroit's just rolling along right now. I think they'll. they'll I don't think they have much of a problem with Chicago. Yeah, I think uh, Detroit wins this game. It's probably not going to be a competitive game, you know, in the third quarter coming out of halftime. And Detroit's doing a good job, even running the ball. With you know, their running backs, you know, have been banged up, but they're still finding a way to, you know, win these games. And you know, Stafford, you know, Stafford, if he, if Stafford has one of those four touchdown, no interception games, he could actually be throwing his his hat into the ring for MVP. You know, if if for he MVP, keeps his you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. He's definitely a sleeper candidate right now. And I'll tell you, Detroit's defense did a great job in New Orleans last week. Really limited breeze. They, they did an unbelievable job. Yeah, they made they threw, threw, threw three interceptions. I, mean, they, I think it's his first home game in like a thousand games since he hasn't thrown a, a touchdown. And he threw, threw three interceptions. He normally doesn't turn the ball over. And, uh, you know, Detroit's been a, becoming a, a defensive uh, powerhouse in that division. Of course, if you look at the teams in that division, other than Minnesota, I mean, yeah, Minnesota has plays great defense, but they have no offense. You know, Green Bay doesn't really have a good defense. Forget about Chicago. Chicago's just, uh, you know, they're uh, you know, a mess next year. So, yeah. yeah. So we both have yeah, Detroit should have no not a hard time with uh, Chicago this week. Then another big game here, Texans at Colts. Huge game, the first place here in the NFC. And just like that, you know, Houston was playing so well early, but, you know, they were getting by. It was, I don't think they're, cause they're just not getting good quarterback play, Houston, at all. And Indianapolis, on the other hand, is getting great quarterback play. 
But I think that team's going in opposite directions, and I like Indy a lot this week. Yeah, I like Indianapolis too. I mean, you know, despite Chuck Pagano's, you know, awful coaching, and you know, it's just sometimes, you know, you know, you put you, you know, you have that that franchise quarterback, and he's gonna, you know, he make up, he'll make up for a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mistakes. So, yeah, a lot of yeah, make the coach look better than he is. Yeah, so that first game where the Colts actually on the road, Colts actually had that game in the bag, but they just, uh, you know, they just they just gave the game gave the game to to Houston. So, uh, you know, I think the Colts will win this game. It's probably be, probably be a close game. I'm not sure if it's going to be a shootout because you know, as we said before, that uh, you know, Osweiler, you know, pretty much sucks. So, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know. I, I think uh, you know the Colts. If the if, if Texans, if, if the Colts are starting a little better running game, still if they could get the running game really going, they'll be really dangerous. They could be a dangerous team. They really could. The Luck's playing well right now. I mean, obviously with the Jets, but they really they really shredded the Jets you know, on Monday. And the offensive line has been you know playing better too. You're having a little bit of continuity. They slip in a couple of rookies who's been you know who. Play pretty good. One's undrafted rookie, and you know the other kid Kelly from uh, Alabama. But uh, yeah, they that they're, they're looking like they're they're gaining momentum as the season goes. You know, Lux the receiver the receivers starting to get healthy. Uh, you know, Ty Hilton starting to, is back. You know, you got Moncrief back for a couple of weeks. You know, I'm just gonna you know, it just looks on paper that that uh, is in Indianapolis's game. Especially yeah, being at all. Yeah, I agree. It's a Minnesota or Jacksonville. A must win for Minnesota. I think Minnesota will get the job done. I, I have to win this game. I mean, yeah. you know, so I, just my opinion. Yeah, I, I can't see them losing this game. And Jacksonville really hasn't shown those signs of life, right? I mean, they're not really showing any signs of breakout or life here. Yeah, and they, plus they have a, a lame duck coach, you know, who's probably going to get fired at the end of the year, so. You know, when when you hit the last like three or four games of the season, you have lame duck coaches. It uh, comes an issue for a team, especially Jacksonville, as a young still has a young roster. But you know what? Sometimes the kids, you know, they they you know they 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 they're not experienced enough to even realize that you know what's going on with the coaching situation. But you know, I'm still gonna I'm going with Minnesota here. It's gonna probably this is gonna probably be an ugly game. I think you're gonna see a bunch of turnovers. Probably a low score, like like maybe something like like a twenty to twenty to thirteen, 20, you know seventeen ten something like that type of uh, final. That's yeah, an ugly win. It'll be an ugly win. Yeah, <laughs> most likely. All right, then we have now the Jets. The Bryce Petty era is back again against San Francisco in a game like really has no meaning, but listen, has meaning I guess if you're battling for the top pick in the draft. And I actually think San Francisco will win this game. I think San Francisco's been playing decent in some games, and the Jets just look like they've quit at this point. What do you think about the Jets? Oh, yeah, definitely. The 49ers are scrappy. Chip Kelly, Chip, to me, Chip Kelly uh, is a top coach, you know, and he makes, you know, ch- chicken soup out of chicken shit, you know, and he's, they, they, you know, they're in these games, you know, they, you know, they, they fight to the end, you know, he, even though they're not the most talented team, you know, they still fight in the end, you know, and they, uh, yeah, I'm not sure is Kaepernick starting or are they going with uh are, we, are they going with the backup? I'm pretty sure they're going to keep starting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep 
I've been looking there, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I really didn't like what I see from the Jets. I mean, that game was over last year, last last Monday night after the first two drives. There was no way the Jets were winning that game. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was disgusting. And, they, you know, Fitzpatrick was out of the game at the half, right? Yeah, I mean. Todd Bowles doesn't look like he's a he's a he's a he looks like he he's a, well he's a good defensive coordinator. I don't know if he how good he is leading the troops. So uh, yeah, he, I'm gonna, he looks like a he looks like a deer in headlights right now with the Jets. Okay. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, probably more has to do with the Jets than anything else. Yeah, it's probably be good for the Jets. Maybe they I don't see no franchise quarterbacks coming out of this draft, but they'll get a good player. Yeah, I mean, what, what, you, what direction are you going other than quarterback in the first round for the Jets? Well, the Jets probably are looking at a defensive back, you know, with, with Revis uh, probably moving on for Revis once the season's over. You're gonna let, probably, they're probably going to let him go because of his contract. And, uh, you know, you go defensive back. You know, knowing the Jets, they'll probably take a defensive player. They, they, that's what they always do. Although I think uh, probably, you know, there's going to be a lot of good offensive players. You know, I'm thinking right now – but probably four of the top five picks are going to be offensive players. You got the wide receivers. You got the kid Williams from from Clemson. You got the two running backs from Fournette and uh, the, the the kid from uh, Florida State. You know, coming out. You know, you, I would think the Jets could probably go uh, defense. Probably, but I, if I was them, I would look at look at a wide receiver. You know, get some expose, young explosive players on the outside. But uh, you know, I'm not the GM. And then the question is, do they move on from Brandon Marshall, right? So, not to me, you know what? You know, whatever. Yeah, do they I don't have much to say about that. You know, you know actually, I want to see, I want these next, actually, these next three games for the Dutch are going to be important because you want to see what you have with Petty also. <laughs> you know, you want yeah, whether he throws four touchdowns in the first half or four interceptions, you, I think you got to put him out there. You know, either way, no more Fitzpatrick. You're enough of this guy. You know, you know he held out. You know, or he, he pretty much to me that's to me that's a big deal. I mean, if you don't show up for OTAs and all that, and you. You come in, you come in right before the season starts, you know, and you know. To me, that has a lot had a lot to do with what, the Jets' failures this year. I mean, dude, just get in there, get some chemistry with your receivers. You got some young players there. They have a couple of rookie wide receivers. You should have just signed the contract, got in there, sort of four TAs, and you know, and, you know, and maybe you have a different season. You there, bud? I'm not sure what's going on here. I think uh, we're having Hello? a little bit of. Sorry. Yeah, I think we're having a little back. bit of. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I was trying no, to say. Yeah, I was saying. Uh, I was saying on defense, they're probably going to move on from David Harris. You would think, right? And uh, you know, make it the Darren Lee type defense now, right? Like it'd be his defense going forward. You think? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. You know, plus, uh, you know, you have the kid Williams really look like a like a top player. I mean, maybe possibly the the best player in that last year's draft. So, I mean, they do have a a, a few uh, 
young pieces on defense. Blitz got molded. I like what I've seen out of Molden, even though he didn't play Monday night. What do you think about Revis? you think Revis will call it quick? Or do you think he'll come back? Uh, he's he's dying. I, I, think he, I don't think he has the desire anymore. I mean, you know, well, what, what else? If he, if he don't have the desire anymore, he's probably going to walk away, he would say. But then again, yeah. he likes money, right? So... I don't see teams lining up to give him all the money he wants, though. He's one of those players. He's not going to play for a $4 million contract. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sure what teams are out there that are going to be giving him the money he wants. But, uh, you know, once you lose your desire to play, I mean, he's basically getting embarrassed out there on a weekly basis. I mean, unfortunately. The cornerback yeah, is no. one of the positions you really can't hide when you're, you know, when you're losing a step So. And you're right, he's the type of guy who's going to say, I'm still a top corner, I want to be paid like a top corner. That's just how he is, right? So that, that's what he's going, to, he's going to demand. See, and also we don't know what's going on with the individual. It could be he, maybe he didn't lose a step. Maybe he's just not healthy. I mean, you know, it's hard to get, you know, it's hard to get inside the player's head, you know, in these situations, you know, and, and, you know, and, and put it a good hypothesis as to what's going on. I mean, is he done? Is he not healthy? I mean, he did have surgery. He did have surgery. I think it was wrist surgery, though, or something like that before the season started. Nothing with his legs, so I don't know. Plus, you could tell you could tell why he's left, at least lost a step because they're not going press coverage with him anymore. They're playing him off the wide receivers, and, you know, that's why he's giving up a lot of, uh, you know, the receiver's catching a ball, and Revis isn't even in the picture because he's playing 10 yards off the wide receiver. I know, I know. And you would never see that, right, in the past, ever. <laughs> yeah, so it makes me see, see the coaches the coaches see the coaches see everything because, you know, the coaches see how he practices and maybe he's lost a step or two, so that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, it's definitely something there. He's definitely not the same fight. He can't he can't do the press coverage anymore. It's pretty obvious. It's also a tough spot for the Jets on a short week with a new quarterback, cross-country travel. So it's a lot, you know, although the Niners' defense is terrible, but the Jets ain't going to be able to capitalize because of the inexperienced quarterback, I would think. Yeah. But I would look, I, I would look for San Francisco probably. So. San Francisco probably fought, put some pressure on uh, – on, uh, on a quarterback, uh, on Petty, and, and force him into a couple of turnovers. That's what I'm thinking. That, that's me too. And I think, I think, uh, I think Hyde will have a decent game as well. So oh, we'll see. I mean, he's that's the offensive player, right? So he should. All right. So Atlanta at St. Louis. You know, it, it, it's it's a difficult prediction to make. Obviously, first you got to we know we need the status of Julio Jones. What are you what are you hearing on that? He's going to play. I mean, uh, I don't know how involved in the offense he's going to be, but he's going to at least play. At least play a decoy, you know, who knows. But, uh, yeah, I'm still, whether, he, whether, he, whether he has a big game or not, I'm still going with the Falcons here because they'll find a way to win this game. Whether, it, you know, whether uh, they have to put up 30 points or whether they have to put up 20 points, I still think uh, Falcons will find a way to win this game. Yeah, or Fisher will find a way to lose it. One of the other. <laughs> yeah, sure. Did you see last week when he couldn't find the play, the challenge play? Yeah. But I think Sanu might be out, right? Sanu's out. 
they're, they're, getting, they're getting good production out of, uh, of, of, of uh, Taylor Gabriel. Who, uh, yeah, the yeah, they are. So, uh, you know, whether, you know, whether Sanu plays or not, I still think, uh, you know, Matt Ryan will find a way, whether he's got to use the tight ends or the running backs, they'll find a way, they'll find, they'll figure out a way to put up some points. And I agree with you, too, because, like, you know, I've been watching, uh, you know, just seeing the Rams, just from watching the Rams, there's really no reason to even pick them against any team that could score, you know, because they can't score. Their, their offense is they just their offense is so inept. They're last in everything. They're last in yards, first downs, third down conversions, quarterback rating, and points. I mean, they can't score. The team just has no offense. But it's you know, Gurley's really been a non-factor this year, right? It's amazing, and I, I think that has to do with the quarterback play personally for most of the year. I mean, now golf yeah. in there, they, you know, but you know what? I'm not a big Gurley guy anyway, so you know. I mean, I didn't think he'd be this this awful, but you know, uh, yeah, like I, it's really bad. Like now, yeah. right now, you know, it's like like whoa. But all right, all right. So we both got Atlanta, and we both agree Atlanta's going to win this game. So you know, we'll go with that. Another big Seattle Green Bay huge game in, in Green Bay. Seattle obviously coming off. A nice win last week, and Green Bay coming off a win as well. And they both, you know, obviously Green Bay needs the game. Seattle's trying to get a bye. Green Bay needs games to stay in the playoff race as they're two games behind Detroit right now. What's your take on this game? Yeah, I mean, you know, conventional wisdom would tell you that, you know, December in Green Bay, you know, Green Bay don't lose games in Green Bay. Uh-uh. I'm going with Seattle. Uh, I, I don't like what I've been seeing out of Green Bay, you know. Uh, I no running game, uh, no explosiveness out of any uh, – uh, any of the any any of the running backs you want to put put back there. That's even including, I guess, Ty Montgomery. I mean, whatever. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. You know, also you you know he he looks a little banged up. You know, and uh, I'm gonna go with Seattle here. I think Seattle's hungry, and I think they're. I think that personally, I think they're the better team. You know, both both sides of the field. I, I you know I, I I think it's a toss up between you know Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Well, I actually give Russell Wilson, Wilson the um, you know, the nod here because you know he's a little healthier and uh, I think he's playing better football and I think he's played better football, you know, all year even though he was banged up. Plus, you know, yeah. Seattle has a decent running game. The defense, the offensive line is, you know, a little suspect, but uh, I'm not sure that Green Bay's gonna Green Bay has it in them, um, you know, to uh, to really affect their uh, offensive game plan at this point. Yeah, now, what do you think of comments about uh, Earl Thomas, right? Definitely retiring. Or do you think he's just upset that he's hurt right now and that'll blow over? I mean, listen, it's the first time in his career he's really been he's been injured. He didn't miss any. I don't think he's missed a game since since this year. I think he missed a game a couple of like two or three weeks ago. Came back and then he broke his leg. So, you know, some of it is you know he's never had a deal of pain before. You know, and he. When you when you get an injury like that, you know you 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 you, you feel like you're never going to get better. You know, like how can I ever feel good enough to play football again? So I, I don't know. Give him some time. Let him rehab the injury. He's not having the surgery, so he's going to rehab the, the surgery. Re, rehab the injury, and uh, you know he's out for the year. They put him on. Uh, he's definitely no matter how far Seattle goes in the playoffs, you know he's not coming back. So we'll see. We'll see okay. next. 
well, the big thing here is, sorry, the big thing there, too, it's supposed to snow there tomorrow and be cold in Green Bay. So that's going to be interesting, make it an interesting game as well. Yeah, but uh, it, it, uh, the, the Seattle's also been dealing with snow all week. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, it's, it's going gonna, it'll, to it'll affect the game, you know, but I actually, I think bad weather actually is a. Is, uh, is, uh, Seattle, I agree. I actually agree with you on that one. Yeah, because they are more built for this. Yeah, they're more and their defense and they're more built for this. They're more built yeah. for this weather right now. I, I agree, hundred percent there. I agree with you. I'm going to go with Seattle as well. There, I think Seattle will, will take this game on the road and essentially ending Green Bay season this week. Got the big one here in uh, in Jersey, uh, Dallas at Giants. A huge game. We thought you were talking about the Giants defense playing well earlier. Obviously, Dallas wants to come in and avenge the opening loss to the season, and uh, the Giants trying to just bounce back from last week's loss against, uh, you know, that they that they, uh, they lost that game last week. That that was, a, you know, Pittsburgh. Like you said, Pittsburgh just did enough to win a 24-14, and uh, but it's tough. Anybody, it's tough. Anybody. So, what do you think about tomorrow night's game? Yeah, I like the Giants. Um, Simply because, uh, you know, Dallas has got to lose a game, you know, or, you know, sometime, you know. It's, they're not, maybe they are. Maybe they're going to run the table the rest of the year and win the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, I, I think the Giants uh, Giants need the game more. They're a home team. And, uh, you know, it's not going to, you know, they're probably they're not going to win the division, you know. But, you know, Cowboys still going to win the division. But uh, it's a big game. Giants need it. And uh, I think uh, – I think they'll probably play a, a little bit better against the run than you would think. Maybe hold uh, Elliott. I think if Elliott gets over 85 yards, I mean, I think Dallas has a really good chance of winning. But I, I don't – something tells me that he's not going to get over 80, 85 yards rushing and uh, pretty much making Dallas one-dimensional. And, uh, yeah, and I, I like the Giants if this becomes a one-dimensional game. Okay. I, I'm actually going to pick Dallas. I think Dallas is going to avenge the open a lot. I think it'll be a, a close, a great competitive game. I just think the Giants' offense has been so inconsistent. 26th ranked offense this year. So they got no ground. Their ground game has really been ineffective, and I think they're going to need their ground game to win this game. And with Pierre Paul out, I think that's a big loss for them. Obviously, lose a JPP on that. Now, Vernon could get doubled on the other side. So I think that's a big loss for JP. You know, JPP's injury for the Giants, and I just think they're all, like I said, their offense they're playing that great, and Dallas coming off, you know, a Thursday game, so they had extra rest. Dallas, I just I, I like I like their chances this week to avenge that opening loss, and the way that Lions playing in Prescott, I just think they're gonna find a way to win. What do you think? So you really think uh, you, you you think what do you think? Right, so what do you think? What can Dallas do to win this game? If they could force if they could force the Giants into third and longs, I think uh Dallas if, if you know, Dallas has a has a good shot and if they can run the I mean, listen, they've been running the ball on everybody, but uh if Dallas could uh if Dallas could remain balanced, you know, and you know, and have the run pass ratio, you know, close pretty close to fifty fifty or even a little little more uh a little more running than passing, I think they have a really good chance. But I'm saying if the Giants, I think the Giants are going to come out there and put up 21 points in the first quarter. That's what I think. And I think if you if you can get the Dallas Cowboys, 
you know, having to pass the ball and go out of the game plan, I think that you could, uh, I think that you could, we could have some problems there if you're a Dallas fan. Yeah, well, obviously the Giants, the key is going to be that they got to shut down, you know, not shut down because nobody's going to, but at least contain Elliott, right? I mean, if Elliott has a big game, the Giants, I don't think, have a chance in this game. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, he's a rookie. You know, he's a running back. I'm not saying he's going to hit the rookie wall, but I, I don't. You know, it's the most football he's ever played in his life. So, and interesting enough, an interesting stat for you. So, like I said, they had the long week in, in uh, 2000. The last two times Dallas played the Giants after after being off to Thursday, you know, having the long rest. Dallas had won, beat the Giants the last two times, and they're four, they're four and two at MetLife Stadium. So I, I just think Dallas is going to find enough to win. I just think Dallas is playing that good this year. I just think they're going to find a way to avenge that loss. But I think it will be a good game, and you expect the Giants to definitely show up and you know make this game a competitive dogfight throughout. Without a doubt. Hey, there's nothing, there's nothing more I'd rather see than in the fourth quarter where we see a Dallas Cowboy jersey he's in the crowd and, you know, all the Giants fans have gone home. But, uh, I mean, trust me, I, I do want to see that, you know. But, you know, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I just think the Giants, uh, like I said, I think they're due for, due for an outburst on offense. And I also think we could see some big plays, too, you know. I think if the Giants, if the Giants could get, you know, stay out of the red zone, I mean, get some 40-plus-yard touchdowns, I think they have a shot because, you know, they're, they're off. The, even Manning, Manning's hasn't, he's never been the best, uh, you know, I think he's rather average in the in the red zone, you know, his red zone, red zone passing numbers over his career. So if, he, if they can get some big plays, you know, on offense, you know, and score some long touchdowns, they, you know, they have a good shot. I mean, he, Maybe Cruz gets a long touchdown after not getting targeted last week. Something like, you know, maybe Shepard gets a long touchdown or obviously Beckham. You know, I think if they can score, they can get some explosive plays, they they have a really good shot at winning this game. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to run the ball. The Giants probably run the ball 40 yards, but, you know, they've, they've, they've yeah, dealt you, with you, that. You would think Manning's going to be in a shot on most of the game, you would think. Yeah, 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 I would think so, yeah. All right, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be uh... – I think, obviously, the key is going to be the Giants' defensive line without JPP. I want to see how they react. I want to see if they can get a pass rush. And, obviously, the, you know, the in, inside of the line, I want to see if they can stop the run. So, that, that, that to me, that's the key to the game is them trying to get – obviously, Dallas has a great line, but you got to try to get some kind of pressure. Like, you got to be able to do something here. So, we'll see what happens. It should be a good game, and they're going to have cold weather. I mean, it's going to be really cold tomorrow night. There's a chance of snow, right, I, I think, late even. So that's another thing you got to keep an eye on. It could be a factor tomorrow in that game. If the snow becomes a factor, but then that might favor Dallas if, if the ground game become, you know, it comes down to the ground games. So we'll see what happens. All right, then we got a big one Monday night, Baltimore at New England. Baltimore's coming off. A bit, you know, obviously pounds in on Miami last week, and New England beat up on the Rams last week. But now this is a game for Baltimore to say, can Baltimore beat one of these big teams on the road, right? That's the test for them. I mean, they they, they got the top-ranked defense in the NFL, but at times they've been vulnerable in the secondary, which a guy like Brady can, you know, ex- exploit. So that's going to be interesting. What do you think of that one? 
Yeah, I think. Uh, I'm sorry, and it's potential sloppy weather as well. There's always they always get a lot of crazy weather this time of year. I'm gonna say New England's gonna win this game, even though Baltimore has played well, you know, you know, well uh, against the Patriots in you know in Foxborough. But uh, that usually comes in the playoffs. Uh, Patriots are seven and one against the, the the Ravens the last seven home games in the regular season. So, you know, they like they you know. They they're a very good home team, you know, you know for a myriad of reasons. You know, one thing is you never know what kind of shady things are going on, you know, in the in Foxborough. You know, you basically have a you know all you all you uh all you anything uh, anything could shady can go down there. We know that. Just Google the name Ernie Adams, and that'll tell you all you need to know about the Patriots. Ernie Adams, just Google it. Anybody out there listening, Google that name. That'll tell you all you need to know about the Patriots. There you go. Ernie Adams. Google it. Fucking cheaters. And now, let me ask you, now with, 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 with Gronkowski, obviously out for the year, which is a huge loss for them. I mean, how does this affect New England's, you know, long term for the season? You know, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. I mean, obviously it's a big blow for them, right? It's a big blow, but you know what? I think they, they'll cope with it. You know, whether they, they throw the ball more to the running backs, you know, they still have Martellus Bennett, too, you know. And uh, also Malcolm Mitchell, you know, the rookie out of Georgia, is actually stepping up his game the last uh, month or so. So, I mean, I think they'll, 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 they'll figure out a way, you know. Josh McDaniels will uh, come up with a game plan. You know, maybe they run the ball more. They got three three different running backs, they, you know, they can line up back there. They're just a tough team to stop because you never know what you're going to get out of them on a, on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. They just find ways, you know, and and I'll tell you, and uh, Blunt's been playing well for them. Who's that? Blunt, Ladarius Blunt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Blunt's having a great year, yeah. And, just, uh, uh, I'm also, yeah, and I'm also reading something that a you know, big rumor that the Browns are going to go hard after Garoppolo after the year from New England. So that. I mean, if I was the Browns, I would just draft the quarterback as opposed to. Yeah, you know, that's, that sounds like another quarterback that's just going to suck. Yeah, he goes, he's going to go there. Yeah, he's going to go there and suck. I mean, has that written all over it? Yeah, if I was them, so, I'd just draft my own quarterback. You know, you know, you don't have to necessarily draft the quarterback this year. You can draft the kid next. You can wait till next year. And I'm sure the Browns will be bad next season too. You can just. Hold out for the kid Browning out of Washington. He looks pretty like he's going to be a solid uh, NFL prospect. Or even the kid out of USC too. It looks like he's going to be a franchise quarterback. So they, you know, I don't, I don't know if I would uh, address the quarterback situation this year. I mean, you know, you can't do it. I understand you need a quarterback, but you know, just because you need a quarterback doesn't mean you you move to an average quarterback because an average quarterback. Is going to be a, even worse than an average quarterback, you know, having to take over the the helm at Cleveland. Yeah, with not many weapons around you either to work with, right? Now, you know, they could address it. You know, they could address that. Actually, Corey Cole, Keith Coleman out of Baylor, the wide receiver out of Baylor, looks like he's going to be a good player. But uh, you know, other than that, you know, it's pretty barren. Yeah, that'll be interesting. So we'll see. I mean, there it is. It's week week fourteen. The picks for week fourteen for me and Pete. And uh, you know, 
We'll see. We had four different picks. We both took Pitt. I took Denver. You took Tennessee. We both took Tampa. I took Philly. You took Washington. We both took Miami and Carolina. You took Cleveland for the first win. I took Cincy. We both took Detroit, Indy, Minnesota, San Francisco, Atlanta, Seattle. Then you took the Giants. I took the Cowboys. And then uh, we both took New England. So there's, there's, there's a week 14 picks. And like I say, the way our records have been, I hope people are following us and using these picks and betting them because they'd be winning a lot of money this year if they're following us because that's what we do. <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, also, like I, I mentioned earlier, next week me and you will be doing uh, our bowl picks. We'll pick all the bowl games. Right? We'll go yeah, through, we'll go, uh, we'll go through a week. We'll do the football picks and the bowl picks next week. So it'll be a uh, a lot, definitely action-packed next week to show that there's a lot of football. Because I think the first games are next Sunday. I mean, next Saturday. What's that? The, uh, the bowl the games? I think the first bowl yeah. games are the 17th, so it'll be perfect. Yeah, I love, the day it starts. love the bowl games. I love college bowl. College bowl season, it's the best. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, so that's it. Yes, you know, anything else you want to add? Well, pretty much covered it all. I mean, like I said, I'm very disappointed about the Raiders outing out on uh, Thursday. Uh, just thought they had a lot of chances to win that game. Couldn't even kick a freaking field goal. I mean, it was just a lot of uh, a lot of sloppiness, you know. I'm just, the weather really didn't help. I mean, you got to deal with it. You know, it's the NFL. You deal with bad weather. But, you know, hopefully they take it as a learning experience and they could uh, – you know, they come out next week and uh, put a pound in on San Diego. I agree. You expect them to do it, too, right? I mean, that would be yeah. the expectation. So, yeah, and also, you know, obviously, I was talking about it earlier, too, like this week's fantasy playoff week and a lot of, I mean, obviously, me and you were in big games. You know, you were playing the Thunder. I got the blind side, so we got some big matchups this week. So, but like, uh, what do you think of, like, any sleeper? For, for the people out there listening, any sleepers out there for fantasy playoffs this week? Not like guys that we know, maybe like a, a, even a waiver guy that could be out there in a lot of leagues that could help teams this week, possibly. Uh, I mean, obviously the waiver wise are probably fair right now, but you know, this time of year there's really much you can get on the waiver wire. Yeah, it's pretty much a bear. It's pretty bare at this point in the waiver wire, but I think. I think this week, you know, to win games, you're going to need good quarterback play, and you need touchdowns. Right? You know, that's that, that's the key here. I mean, in our league, obviously, it's IDP, so you need defense to be a factor in the game too. You know, I didn't like the other night. I only got three points out of Barry, and I only got you know, well, Mac had a, de- a good game. But you had a good game out of your special teams, right? Your special teams are good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. It's really going to come down to the, the big play is what they're going to do. I hate, I hate going in the playoffs without uh, AJ Green. That sucks. But yeah, well. We've got to move on, though. Goes been on. Having, I've been having to deal with stuff like that all year, so. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, as always, for coming on the show. <laughs> With your picks and your knowledge and your football 
you know, just giving us all good insight on all football as always. So I appreciate you calling in as always. And uh, next week, next week, week 15, as well as week 15, as well as college bowl pick. So it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a great show next week. Looking forward to it, man. Hold on one second. I think somebody might want to talk a little football here. Let's take a call. Can you, you have a minute to take a call? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Hey, you're on the Mojo Sports Show. Good morning, Hello? guys. Christine. Hey, Christine. Hello. What's going on? How are you? What's going on? Up top for the Cowboys on Sunday night? Yeah, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous for them because it's supposed to be bad weather and stuff. I don't know. I just feel like oh, always something, you know. I don't want anyone to get hurt, you know. So we'll see. Well, now, I'll be now at the game, so freezing my ass off. Well, at least you got the division one now, pretty much. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're in good shape. So, um. I just wanted to say, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, your team's in good shape if you're week 14 and you're, and you know, and you, your biggest worry is not getting anybody injured. That's, I wish I was in that position. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, slippery there, you know, I don't know. I just feel like, oh, it would be at the Giants. That's where the, you know, God forbid, I hope like the quarterback or Zeke don't get like her break something, you know. <laughs> this is what goes through my head. But anyway, I wanted to say um, to Pete, you know, that was a tough loss, but you know what? Your team's been playing really good, and they really had no rest. They played Sunday too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, They played Sunday, young, and then they played Thursday. Yeah, they're young, but they've been playing really good, you know, like – like I try to tell my kid, my daughter she, Amanda, she's now like a big cowboy fan all of a sudden, and like she gets nervous at the end of the game if they're down or whatever. And she's, like, and I said, Amanda, she's like, what if they lose? I said, then they lose. You know, you can't win it all. You can't win every single game. I mean, we wish they can, but you know they're gonna lose here and there. You know, and same thing with Oakland. They've been playing really good, and they lose, they lose. What are you gonna do? You know, they're still. A great team. They're in first place, aren't they? In first place. Yeah, they're tied right now. They're, oh, they're tied, tied yeah, now they're tied. for first. Okay, well, I, I honestly, I don't think there's anything to worry about because they've been playing awesome. They've been playing really amazing. I think they're they're fine. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know. know. But which man the game tomorrow, Chris? What? Chris? What's your key to the game tomorrow for Dallas? Yeah. What's your key? Key to winning. What's your key to the game? They can't make any. They can't make mistakes like they did last game. They turn the ball over a lot. You can't do that. You know, you have to play like you've been playing. Play like how, what you know what got you here. Don't like the last last week last game they played. They were turning the ball over and, you know, weren't doing it. Like, didn't get that many third-down conversions. They weren't playing good at all. So, I mean, they found a way to win, but they still look like bad, you know? So, I feel like as long as they 
don't have too many turnovers and you know run the ball a lot, they should be they should be okay. You know, it is what it is at this point. You know, every time they play the Giants, I get nervous just because the Giants always find a way to win. So I don't know. We'll see. And you hate the, the Giants. The Giants are a good fourth quarter team. So. <laughs> and you hate the Giants. What? And you hate them. So. I don't hate the Giants, actually. I don't hate them. I just don't root for them. I root, you know, because I'm a Cowboy fan. You know, like, I don't hate them, but I root for the Cowboys. So I, w- I don't want them to win. I want the Cowboys to win, you know. But anybody in my division, I don't root for. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be a good game, though. So but it should be good. I'll probably be the only Cowboy fan there getting booed and yeah. what? Yeah, get the scene going at a game tomorrow, Pete. Oh, really? I mean, bundle up and, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> You're wearing your Cowboy Yeah, I'm going to bundle. Me, Ray, and Amanda. What? You're wearing your Cowboy gear? Yeah, but no one's going to see it. It's going to be under my coat. Listen, they'll be booing me because they will be cheering for the Cowboys, and every time the Giants do something wrong, we'll be high-fiving. So everyone around me is going to hate me, but what are you going to do? I wouldn't worry about the Cowboys. I think there'll be a lot of Cowboy fans there. Hey, Pete, I'll be the one. I'll be the, I'll be the Cowboy fan left in the stand when the stadium empties out, like you said. <laughs> You gotta get one of those little <laughs> cowboy hats with the ball on top. Yeah. I know. I wanted to get one. I've been looking. You know, it's hard to find that in New York. You gotta order that online. Yeah, I know. Unless they have it there, which I doubt, but maybe someone will have it outside selling them. We'll see. But Amanda and Raymond will be wearing their cowboy stuff. They have all of that. Yeah, I also want to have a great day Poland, so I want to give a shout-out to my niece, Samantha. It's a birthday on Tuesday. Happy birthday. I love you. My niece and Right, and yours is on Monday, so happy birthday to well, you. It's Monday. Thank right, you. Right, she's Thank your godfather, and you're her godfather, and your birthday's Monday. Yeah. So yeah. happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank Getting you Getting old. Much. Yeah, really. Too old. <laughs> Our boy Joe, Doodoo Brown. Yo, shout out to Doodoo Brown. Joe, his birthday is tomorrow. They're three in a row. Joe, me, and it's tomorrow. Oh, birthday. happy birthday, Joe. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Happy well, birthday, uh, Joe. Have a great day. It would be nice if your team, for him, if his team won, right? Yeah, he'll be at the game, too. So you that's what uh, he's doing, yeah. spending his birthday at the game. Yeah, he'll be at the game, Joe, too. Yeah, I'm good. I may I may meet up with him. Because now Devin Nicole may not come anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll oh, be with okay. Devin. Yeah, so I'll look them. I think he said he's in parking lot D1 or something. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, they'll be there. They'll be there early probably. Right there, I'm going to have some spread out there tomorrow too. We may just... Wise. Oh wow! You know? We may just take the train. We're looking into seeing um, how to get there by train. You're better off. You're better because off. the weather might be bad, and well, yeah, well, Raymond don't want to drive. If, so if you could get to uh, the Caucasus, 
And then there's a shuttle that runs from Secaucus to Giant Stadium. It's like a 10-minute, not even a 10-minute shuttle ride or train. And it takes you right to the stadium. Yes, so we may do that. We'll see. All right. I will enjoy it. But anyway, it was was good talking to you guys. You too. Enjoy enjoy the game. And And, I will, uh, you know, I will definitely talk to you. I'll call you later. Yeah, definitely. All right, and I'll speak to you guys next week. Bye, Pete. Bye, Christina. All right. Bye, babe. Bye, Chris. Thanks. Bye. Edie, thanks, Pete. Thanks for calling, buddy. You're welcome, man. I'll talk to you next week. Definitely. Thank you, man. Have a good weekend. All right, man. Thanks. Edie V, our football analyst, calling in, doing a great job, as always, with his NFL picks and – Christine, thanks for calling in, talking about the Dallas Giant game as well. So very uh very good uh good football segment. We got all the football in, we previewed all the games. We did a little uh little fantasy in there, we talked a little uh a little about everything there. So it was, it was good. We what broke down each game and uh so it's interesting. We'll see how uh we'll see how this week breaks out. It'll be interesting to see how uh this you know, next week what we're gonna talk about next week and, and you know, we'll see where the play we'll check where the playoff races are and all that next week. So that that's gonna definitely be interesting. So but all right, so football in the books, we're gonna come back I'm gonna take a quick commercial. When I come back we're gonna get into some baseball with the meeting stuff, Mets Yankees. We're gonna start talking some baseball when I return after this quick break. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. 
Teddy scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Welcome back to the Mojo Sports Show. Back doing the, the second part of the show now. We finished up the first half of the show. We did basically football. The first half of the show was all football. And now we're going to move on to baseball, where the winter meetings concluded this week. It was a busy week. A lot of movement around the league. And uh, you know, we'll start off, before I get through the trades and signings, and start off talking about, the, you know, the, the, the locals, the Mets, Yankees, Phillies, Phillies, Obviously, didn't, didn't do much. They didn't really uh, make their moves. Obviously, Hellickson took the qualifying offer for the $17 million. Philly's are more in the rebuilding stage right now. So they didn't really, not much noise. Mets either. I mean, obviously, the Mets had a lot of holes to fill, and they really didn't fill them, which was kind of disappointing. As uh, you know, They tried Cespedes, obviously. We talked about it last week, which was huge. And I'm, I got some interesting uh, breakdown of Cespedes' contract I want to talk about in a couple of minutes. But... You know, the Mets were able to uh, lay some groundwork. Obviously, they're trying to trade Bruce or Grandison. They haven't been able to yet. And, uh, you know, they, they don't like the offers. Well, Grandison they want to keep, and they're not getting what they want for Bruce. And to me, I, I don't see him just getting rid of Bruce just to get rid of him, and that's what it seems like they're doing. You know, they're more, they're more into having uh, Duda and Dono than Jay Bruce, which I don't get at this point. So we'll see what happens there, but... No, they obviously need moves. McCutcheon's still out there. Lorenzo Cain's being shopped. You know, relievers are going. They're saying they're looking for, you know, agents saying the Mets are looking for short-term deals. But, you know, I'm watching Yohara from Boston just went for, to the Cubs for one year, 4.5. Rodney for one year, 2.7, with $4 million additional incentives he can make. But what are the Mets doing? They're not doing anything here. You're saying you don't want to pay long-term deals. These guys go for short-term deals. You've got to add some bullpen arms. You know, Familia is going to get suspended here. They need to add some arms here. So it's going to be interesting to say, and I still think they need another bat. You know, obviously they've got a, a long jam in the outfield they need to clear up. The infield's pretty much set, but to, like, other than first base in my mind. But to them, first base is set with Duda. But I think you need a catching change as well. I mean, you know, and it seems like they're supporting Darnell right now, which I don't get at all. The pitching will be fine, as long as they're healthy. The starters, that is. You know, it'll be interested to see what they're going to do. Obviously, from what I'm hearing, Giselleman and Lugo could be in the bullpen this year. Or Wheeler, if Wheeler and one of Giselleman and, and, and uh, Lugo could be in the bullpen. So, it'll be interested to see what they do with that. But to me, 
they should be trying to get another bat, whether it's McCutcheon, Kane, Jose uh, Abreu, who could be available, you know, guys like this, or a catcher like Matt Wieders, who's just sitting out there, who I've been talking about. I don't understand it. I really don't. As for the Yankees, obviously they signed Chapman. They gave him the richest deal for a closer ever. I know a lot of people are questioning that, saying they gave him too much money. Listen, the Yankees could afford it. All right. Obviously, it's a lot of money for a closer. You know, he's 29 years old. He's one of the best in the league. Listen, it's a lot of money for a closer. What is it, 82.5 million? Boy, I'm sorry, 85 million for five years. It's a crazy, it's a crazy contract. But Yankees could afford it. They had a lot of money come off the books. You know, now they have him and Patances. They have a great back end of the bullpen. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out for them. But the Yankees ain't ready to win. That's why most people are questioning this. They're saying, well, why are they giving this money? We don't think the Yankees are always looking to win. Obviously, they're rebuilding. They got, you know, they're rebuilding while they contend. They got guys, they got guys now that are young. They're, obviously, they're trying out these young players, you know, Obviously, Sanchez emerged as a star last year. They got Judge. They got Bird. You know, they have a lot of kids coming up. They have, you know, Kid Frazier eventually coming. So, and they got some veterans still in the lineup, you know. So, I, you know, to me, if you're looking to win even next year, the year after, why not have Chapman? He's 29 years old. They ain't like the guy's going to break down in the next year or two. So, I like the move personally for the Yankees. I know a lot of people think they overpaid, and they did. I was going to say they overpaid, but you still got one of the best closers in the league. And to me, that's essential to have. I wish the Mets would have signed him, and they didn't. So, you know, I would have loved to have him closer for the Mets with Familia in the eighth and Reed in the seventh. That would have been unbelievable. But it didn't happen, and it never happens because the Mets don't make moves like that. But I think it's a good move for the Yankees. And we'll see what else they do. I mean, there's no starters. Obviously, the big fish went off the, went off the board. Chris Sale went off the board and a blockbuster trade to the Red Sox. And it looked like last week he was going to the Nationals when we were talking, but he ends up going to the Red Sox in a blockbuster trade. They trade Jan Mancato, who is a stud, number one prospect in baseball, and then he's an infielder. And then Michael Kopich, who's a starting pitcher of 6'5", very big, uh, big prospect, top 30 prospect, and, and another reliever. So and Luis Alexander is another player. I'll feel Luis Alexander. So it's it's a great trade for Boston. Though Boston's looking, they needed that eighth. Now they now they could throw out Sale, David Price, and Porcello, who just won Cy Young. That's a, a big three right there with Kimball closing. That's a big a big a big move for the White uh, for the Red Sox. But it's a great move for the White Sox. It's the White Sox. You know the the, the White Sox just you know. Up, made a great trade to get some big prospects there, and they weren't done. As they make a trade with Washington, then a different trade where they trade Adam Eaton. And he, listen, Eaton's a good player. I like him, but man, Luis Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Dane Dunnan is a haul for the White Sox. So you're talking they got these three, and then they got the four guys from the Red Sox, Mercado, and they got the kids. so they got three really three or four potential really good pitches. And the top hitting, pro- the top prospect in all of baseball, you know, Makoto, Makoto. So, I mean, you're looking at an unbelievable deal, two deals for the White Sox. It really was. You've got to give them some credit and rebuild, re- rebuild and, and apply the other teams. Listen, Nationals are trying to, I don't get it personally, but they were, I didn't know they offered Gio Lodo, Lodo and Lopez for 
sale, and they were turned down that they wanted Roblades too. They wanted all three, but then the Boston stepped up and, and got them. But they ended up getting Eaton. Now, I like Eaton's a good play. He's a nice guy to have on the top of your order. You know, he's a good hustler. But I, I don't, I, I, I don't, that's a, I, I think Washington gave up a lot, way too much in this trade. I love this trade for, for, the, for the White Sox. I love it. So those are some of the big moves of the week. And you also had, obviously, Wade Davis traded to the Cubs from Kansas City for outfielder Jorge Soler, which is another good young hitter. So a great, great – that's a nice trade. That's actually a trade I like. I think it's a great trade for both teams. The Cubs got the clothes that they need, obviously, after losing Chapman, free agency to the Yankees. And, uh, you know, they were able to get Jorge Soler, who's a, a stud young player, Kansas City, and then that's they're looking to shed salary. Kansas City, like that's why they're shopping Kane. And I think there's a rumor that they could shop Hosmer because Hosmer could be a free agent. They don't know if they could afford him, which would be a shame because Hosmer to me is a royal. Like he's the type of guy you would just you put down. He's a royal. Like Alex Gordon, Hosmer, those are royals. You know, Moose Pockets, those guys. They've been part of this team's you know success over the last few years. So. They'll be stupid to see them go. We also had some signings like Dexter Fowler's five-year, $82.5 million deal with the Cardinals. Great move for St. Louis. Fills a hole. It's a lot of money for Fowler. I don't think he's uh, – that's how baseball is now. Like Fowler, an $18, $19 million a year player. No, but that's how it is. He's a valuable player, though. So, you know, see that? Matt Holiday signed with the Yankees, a one-year deal. So if he stays healthy, it could be a good move for a one-year deal for DH for the Yankees. So – Makes sense. A good, a, a good get that signing. I know they wanted Beltran, but he ended up going to Houston, signing a one-year deal with Houston. So that then the Yankees set their sights on him. Edwin Encarnacion still out there, so it's a question of where he's going to go. Toronto says they're probably not in the mix anymore. And I, you know, where's he going to go? Texas? They're talking. Do the Yankees swoop in and grab him now? If his price is his price dropping. I mean, a four-year, $80 million deal he turned down is turning into a pretty bad deal to turn down. Maybe he shouldn't have turned that down. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. And then uh, let's see what else we got here. So, yeah, Joaquin Benoit, another guy, signed a one-year deal, obviously, with Philly. So there's another move that Philly's made this week. Joaquin Benoit, a set-up guy who could maybe threaten for closer. Boston also got Tyler Thornburg and Travis Shaw in a deal. So they shored their bullpen up more as well, kind of replacing Uhara, who signed with the Cubs, right? And then you have Rich Hill re-signed with the Dodgers, three years, $48 million. A lot of money, man. Crazy. And then Rich Hill got $16 million a year. That's pretty crazy. And then uh, Mitch Moreland also signed with Boston. So that means apparently it'll be outfield DH now, and Boston shores up their infield defense. And uh, interesting was the, the tweet by David Ortiz after sales signed, and, and Moreland, who's one of his, he loves Mitch Moreland, David Ortiz, like he's good friends with him, he just loves him. And he's saying, oh, but the sale trade goes, got me thinking. But I think it was a joke. I don't think Big Poppy would come back. I, I don't see it happening. But it was interesting. Mark Melanson signed with San Francisco, got their closer, which is a great move for San Francisco. So getting their closer in there. So be interesting. You still got some good guys. Like I can off the old still out there. Batista's still out there. I have a feeling Batista's going to end up back in Toronto. He's the one guy I think will end up back in Toronto. Be interesting to see what happens there with Jose Batista. I thought I think Jose Batista would have been a mad if, if Cespedes left. I think that would have been a mad backup plan was Batista. But thank God Cespedes stayed. Obviously, every Mets fan wants Cespedes. He proved he could do it here then. 
he wants to be here. So it's nice that just for the state. Interesting. Want to say something? Also, you're on the, listening to the Mojo Sports Show right now, doing some uh, baseball. The phone lines are open to talk anything. Seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three. You can call in, talk anything you want, any sports. But interesting about the Cespedes uh, contract. So you got the four-year $110 million keeps him in, in a Met uniform through 2020. And here are some of the details, like that he could win some uh, incentives in this contract. So he gets $50,000 for an appearance in the All-Star game, $50,000 for a Silver Slugger award, $100,000 for a gold glove, $125,000 for an NL MVP, $50,000 for an NLCS MVP, and 100000 for the World Series MVP. And it's worth noting that Cespedes has been an all-star for the slugger and gold glove winner in past years. But, I mean, these incentives are pennies in comparison to the $22.5 million he's due this year and $87.5 million he'd be due over the next three after that. So he makes $22.5 this year. Then I think it goes up to like $27.5 and then $29 and $29.5. I think that's how it'll be paid out to him. And the Mets would happily part with an extra 125 grand if Cespedes should win an MVP, or 100 grand if he wins the World Series MVP. So obviously they're winning the World Series. So Mets would gladly give that out. But the Mets will also pay for Cespedes to stay in hotel suites when traveling for away games, a privilege that's often given to top tier players. So most players get this in, in contracts. So, but there's interesting tidbits on uh, the Cespedes contract, and there's also some talk that the Mets. Talking about talking about trying to sign some of these young pitchers. Now, I heard a rumor that they were offering Degrom five years, thirty-five million, seven million a year, which I hope that that's not true. Supposedly he, he, he rejected it, but I don't know if it's true or not. But I was reading, uh, I was watching, I heard something on WFN yesterday. I was also reading the Mets blog where they were talking about it. And, $535 million is a slap in the face. I mean, Vic Show just got $15 million a year, and you're offering DeGrom $7 million a year. Obviously, DeGrom's not a free agent until after the 2020 season, and he'll be 32 at the time. So, the 2021 season. But yeah, so, I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, he could be a free agent after 2020, and he'll be 32 years old at that point. Now, listen, they're looking at the benchmark when Giants gave Bumgarner a five-year, $35 million deal. First of all, that was in 2012. It was five years ago. Second of all, Matt, Bumgarner just finished his second full season in the majors. I don't think DeGrom accepts that same deal. I think five years to 80, then you could be talking. And I would give it to them, because they're worth it right now. Same thing with Syndergaard. If you get Syndergaard a five-year deal right now, why not? Max, too, another guy you should be interested in who's always injured. Harvey will not. Harvey's going to test for the agency regardless. All, you know, all this they could try, but Harvey, I think they pretty much made it clear Harvey's going to test free agency in, in 18. So, to me, out of all these guys, Harvey's the one guy who should be open to taking a contract right now when he's out. And for some reason, he's not. But, you know, a lot of it has to do with his ego, and a lot of it has to do with his agent. So, that's stuff that you have to just let play out, you know, behind the scenes. That's not something we can really uh, worry. You can't really worry about that stuff because at the end of the day, it's a business, and that's and it comes down to this type of, you know, it always comes down to that. But other players that could be available in trades around the league. So you have, you know, obviously uh, the White Sox uh, could be house cleaning here. I mean, you know, Jose Quintana, 
you know, David Robinson, Jose Abreu, maybe Todd Frazier, Melky Cabrera, all guys that could be traded. I mean, so you could be looking at the White Sox really, really, you know, up in there. Uh, I mean, like I said, you got Montano, Popich, you know, Lewis Alexander, and power reliever Victor Diaz from the Red Sox. And then you make the other deal, the three pitches from the, the Nationals. So I think they did great. Obviously, they say, everybody's saying McCutcheon's asking price is too high. That's why he hasn't gotten traded yet. So they, they would have to come down if they want to trade him. Another big free agent out there is Kenley Jansen. So now they're saying the Marlins are really in the mix, the Dodgers and the Nationals. So those are three teams that might could be a possibility for Kenley Jansen. So it would be interesting to see that. I have a feeling he's going to end up on the Marlins. This is my prediction. The Marlins look to be looking to spend big on a closer. So Ian Desmond signed a five-year, $70 million deal with the Rockies. Good spot for him. He had a nice bust-out year. And, uh, you know, he, you know, bounce back year, but he really busted out in Texas and, and, you know, playing center field for the first time. So it's interesting to see what he does uh, with the Rockies. Nice right-handed bat in Coors Field, so it should definitely help them. And like I said, Holiday signed a one-year, $13 million deal with the Giants, with the, the Yankees. So now the Yankees and him and Chapman, so the Yankees starting to spend again, getting some guys in there. And, uh, you know, obviously they get Chapman back if they trade it. If they brought in Glaber Torres and three other prospects for the Cubs and the Chapman and then kept them back with a master stroke by Brian Cashman. You got to give him credit for that one. It definitely was. It was. He got the players and then he got the player back. So, the, you know, kudos to Brian Cashman for that one because he, he – he, he really uh, he did a good job there. You can't say anything about that, right? So let me see anything else I'm missing here from the minute thing. So obviously the Blue Jays signed Stephen Pierce. I think we mentioned that last week. Uh, Jeff Mathis signed with the Diamondbacks. And, yeah, and now I think it's just, you know, Chris Hudson acquired Seattle, acquired him for a play to be named later from San Francisco. The Mariners signed Mike Brzezinski relief pitcher, left-handed reliever. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that looks like all the movement. Oh, and the Mariners also signed free agent relief, right-handed pitcher, Casey Fine. And that, yeah, that that's the movement. And Houston, off, not, not a big move, they claim Oshawa Tolliver off waivers. Plus, you also had this week, you had uh, the Rule 5 draft. Obviously, the big, the Bruins, the top pick was Miguel Diaz, right-handed pitcher for the Twins from the Brewers. So the Yankees lost to the Reds. Luis Torin, the catcher, the Yankees' number 17 prospect. So it wasn't like a the, – most of the guys you'd lose in and out, like the top 20, maybe top 20. Maybe, they're definitely not top 15 prospects. So the Yankees lost a couple of guys. They lost Tyler Jones to the Diamondbacks, right-handed pitcher. They lost Caleb Smith, the left-handed pitcher to the Brewers. They lost a left-handed pitcher, Tyler Webb, to the Pirates. So they lost a few guys. Yeah, let's see what else. So, yeah, they also lost Ty Hensley, the right-handed pitcher in the Rays. Kevin McGowan. Let me see if I can pronounce this. Kevin McGowan is the Royals' right-handed pitcher. The Mets lost Paul Paez. Paez wins. Mets lost Paul Paez, left-handed pitcher in the Mariners. Yankees lost infielder Kevin Cornelius to the Cubs. That was all the first round. And in the second round, the Mets lost Adrian Almeida, left-handed pitcher to the Angels, and that's it. And, and, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of these guys, some of them always end up hitting, and that's the thing is with 
which guys are going to hit and which are going to miss. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, uh, another funny thing from the week after the White Sox trade, there was a, a wow Bryce Harper tweet that was heard around the world, and it was being taken in two ways. Like, wow, what are we doing? We just got robbed. Well, wow, because then he followed the tweet with, welcome to – welcome uh, – my man Adam Eaton, let's get it. Let's get it done. So then now all of a sudden he's behind Adam Eaton. So I don't know. People speculating that that first tweet meant meant that he's a, a little pissed off at that. And it brings me to something I had here. That let me pull it up here. I had something here that was basically it's 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 looking ahead to 2018. So it's all the let me find this thing. It's all the top. I had a little list here. So all the top, uh, so it's the top free agents that could be out there in 18 and where they could go. So just just a little, I'm just having a little fun right now. All right, Bryce Harper to the Yankees. I've been saying it since this a long time on the show. I think if he ever hits free agency, he'll be a Yankee. Manny Machado, the Red Sox. Now here's a guy who would be a perfect fit for the Mets. I mean, Wright will probably be just about gone by then. I mean, Machado would be the ultimate, but the Mets would never pay the price. He'll end up on a, a team like the Red Sox. Brian Dozier, I'm going to say the Angels. The Angels will be looking for a nice second baseman. They need a second baseman, and he'd be a perfect fit on that team. Zach Britton, I'm going to say the Mets. I think that's the guy the Mets will finally get them in. They've been trying to get him now. They're not going to get him. They'll get him in 18. And then uh, Clayton Kershaw, I'm going to say he resigns in L.A. to a mega contract. And then I'm going to say Matt Harvey to the Yankees. I know Mets fans are cringing right now, but I'm going to say Matt Harvey to the Yankees as well. And then we'll see who else. So that's that's going to be an interesting year of free agency. It's going to be unbelievable with those guys. If those guys all hit, the teams, some teams should be trying to sign these guys now. Like Baltimore should be trying to lock Machado. You cannot let guys like this walk. You know, Machado seems like the type of guy that would want to stay. If you give him weight, you know, if you pay him, you know, he'll stay, you know. I think that's something you should definitely uh, – but it'll be interesting – well, we've got a couple of years for that. Right now we're worried about 17, and uh, the Mets and the Yankees are both trying to get competitive next year. I mean, obviously the Mets looking to win a World Series, hopefully. I mean, but they need a lot to, you know, you need a lot of luck. You need to look at last year, the Mets was looking to win it all, and, you know, injuries really, uh, you know, hurt them, but yet they still made the playoffs. But, unfortunately, they lost the wild card game. You know, they, they ran into Bumgarner. Not much you could do when you run into Bumgarner. But we'll see what happens there. But we do have a phone call. We're going to get to the phone lines here. Hey. What's going on? Hey, how are you, Mojo? Doing good. Thanks for, the, uh, thanks for the shout-outs at the beginning of your show. I caught that. Oh. Hey, that, listen, that was a great work. event. We got the teamwork to make the dream work. That's right. The dream was working yeah. that day, huh? That's it. It was a great day, right? We had a good time, right? Yeah, yeah. I got to spend a lot of time with John Franco. Yeah, I know you yeah. mentioned that. Yeah. He, he gave, uh, you know, you can walk around the floor with him and he gives a lot of baseball stories. So more or less, I was just kind of listening to what he was saying. You know, a, a couple of things stuck out with me. He talked about his kid playing baseball. And his kid is pretty good. I'm not sure what age, but he said younger. Um, he always made him play with kids older than him, like two years older. Because he said he was too yeah. talented for, you know, you're growing up, your dad's a major league player. 
he got an advantage. So he wanted him to struggle is what he actually said. That that scouts and things, they don't necessarily just look at uh, this kid hitting 300 in the minors. They look at when they struggle and how they get out of it, yeah, how they handle how they the struggle. Yeah, right? Yeah, and, and he said that that's actually very important some, for people to realize. If scouts come and see your kid struggling, you know, they may watch it and see how they handle it emotionally. You know, all, all that's part of the game and being a major league player. And I, I found that very interesting. And then um, they asked him about the young pitchers today. He does still work with the organization. He says he comes in in the camp and uh, works with the pitchers in the beginning. And and he gave one criticism of most young pitchers coming up is that they're working too hard. You know, he, he said uh, he, he pitched during the season then he wouldn't throw a ball. He'd lift weights, work out, run, stay in good shape, and wouldn't throw a ball until camp. That your throwing arm has to recuperate. And he said, these kids were working the off-season on a new pitch and on this, and they're getting surgery in two years. And, and yeah. he didn't really have the issues you see with all these young pitchers. And then yeah. no, the it's funny still, thing. It's because, it, it, like you said, they're being overworked at a young age. Yeah, and like that was his view is why so many surgeries, why kids pitching, make it to the majors and in two years, you know, getting a shoulder surgery. It's, it's, it was odd to him. It's not something, you know, all pitchers in his era and before him didn't have this issue. And then a guy in the room was like, uh, look at um, Cologne, you know, and he's still doing it. And he said, exactly. It's not, you know, just being in shape. He said every major leaguer should be calling him and asking him what he's doing. Yeah. That's, you know, that's and, interesting. Yeah, a big, big part of it, he said, is not throwing in the off season, letting your arm recuperate, letting the muscles and the muscle tissues recuperate from it, because they just don't do it. There's so much pressure to do so well so fast. Yeah, well, it's funny and you say first, that because in our, in, you know, even in little league here, like you know, that I coach Anthony's team and stuff, and uh, they're mm-hmm. talking about the league not play, not doing four ball next year because they don't want the kids to play all year round. They want the kids to go play other sports in the winter and not blow their, you know, throw their arms out and overwork themselves. So it's pretty interesting that he said that, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's true because that's what's going around right now. The, the kids are, the kids, the, the arm, there's got to be a reason that all these arms are getting blown out, right? It has to be, it has to be something like this. It has to be. Yeah. And it must, it must have been great for you, too, to just walk around with Franco and get these stories. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it was, that was, I, I found it really interesting. And the other thing for Mets fans, you know, he played with the Reds, right? And then he got traded over to the Mets. I, I, I forgot the, the, Randy the Myers, that we right? had. It was the Randy, Randy Myers, Myers yeah. exactly. And, you know, he said he liked playing in Cincinnati. He said it's, um, you know, nothing compared to the market of New York. You know, a small town, but a baseball town. He thought the baseball, you know, fans were good. But going from there to, to the Mets, for him it was great. He's a New Yorker. And it was much easier for his family to come see him and to go to games. And Cincinnati they didn't get to too many games, even though you could drive. So he was happy he was in Cincinnati because it was somewhat close, but not nearly as happy as when he got to, to sign with the Mets. But the market, and he said it's just totally different. You know, coming to New York is very different than playing in Cincinnati. And, and you have to think of, um, you know, our guy, Jay Bruce. 
you know, mm-hmm. coming coming through that. Franco kind of, you know, he's in New York and he knew what he was getting into, and even that was. That would have been a good question. We could have asked. Too bad we didn't get like a little more time to ask him like that. Like, do you think Bruce, because you played in Cincinnati, like Bruce coming to New York, like what do you think was part of his trouble? You know, you know, exactly. Yeah. You know. Just listening that, to him saying, "Great baseball town, but small." And you know what I'm saying? He referred to Cincinnati. The pressure is small, as opposed to coming to New York. So that that yeah. really probably does explain a lot of Jay Bruce issues when he first got here. Just a little bit of shock. You know, small yeah, town, you go everywhere you recognize, you, you're a hero. The first day you're here, yeah, the first day you're here, you're sitting in a press conference. You've never seen that many cameras and media in front of you in your life asking you a million questions, right? Yeah. He probably had and throwing, a handful and, and of people at interview. Yeah, yeah. And they're throwing questions at you like you think you can handle the pressure. So right off the bat, now you're already in your mind, you're thinking now, right? <laughs> what pressure, right? What do you mean pressure? I'm a ball player. I think the thing is, yeah, Jay Bruce yeah, was you know? saying, I'm a major leaguer. I've done this before, right? I, I, know, I know I can play the game. Why someone who's been in baseball, as long as him, he's not a newbie, would feel like he needs to say that. And it, it kind yeah. of explains it. He's almost reminding himself, hey, wait a minute, I'm a major league player. What's so different about being in New York? You know, to, to everyone, it, it, it's different. But then you realize the Yankees, you three with, yeah, then you realize that when you go over three with three strikeouts and the whole stadium's booing you. Yeah. And, then, you realize, somewhat, then, you realize, then you realize you're in New York right there. Yeah, somewhat patient with him, but you knew the booze were going to come and they had to come. Like, you know, you got to get you want to be and in New York, you're going to get long, food for right? His slump was so long, Alan. Right? Yeah, his was, slump was long. I, I was surprised I mean, he wasn't booed much worse than he was, to be honest. I mean, they you were know, playing Eric Campbell over him. Yeah. That, and they played Eric Campbell over you. You're really hitting rock bottom at that point. Yeah, and you know? he's coming out in interviews saying, I'm a major league player. And now hearing it, he's probably saying that almost to convince himself again. He had a thing. Yeah. I know he slumped in, in streaks, but he had to question himself. Am I right yeah. for this market? Am I right for this team? And then he gets in horrible slump. Yeah, you know, it's true. Who, really bad. Be... But then he started coming on at the end, right? He did come on in the play. So he ended up, you know, and in the playoffs towards the end, he was he did get hot. He did, you know. So I'm, I'm a question mark with him. You know, can and he adjust to this market? Right when he does good, it's such a different team because he brings, he just gives them that offensive firepower, that extra bat with Cespedes, you yeah. know. Because just yeah, interesting, though, right? Like, so me and Allen, me and Allen are waiting in the lobby. Allen was chaperone and Franco, and I was going to chaperone Dwight Gooden. And then Dwight right. didn't show, right? So then with right. standing there, Franco comes in, right? So Frank, we greet Franco, right? And, uh, you know, Franco signed find stuff for us, ball pitches, right? And we got pitches when it was very cool. But remember, we're going up on the elevator with him, and we're like, Dwight didn't show. What would be like? Not surprised, right? He goes, not surprised. Yeah. Not That's surprised. just probably the way he said it. Something about yeah, this whole... There's a miscommunication of what exactly he said, but I think I know what he said. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it was pretty... Uh, pretty funny to, to see that and then it just, just interacted with all the athletes right it was a, it was a good time right with Kenny Anderson me and you were sitting at the desk calculating you know going through stuff and Kenny Anderson just comes sit, pulls up a chair right starts sitting next to us and just talking right just hanging out talking, talking. 
spoken yeah, spoken you guys sports, are right? the breeze on basketball from his college, like you know, yeah. to to his NBA career, Celtics, and that's. And 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 I mentioned to him, I said, "This is Mojo's sports show. You just you get on and and you talk about whatever you want to talk about." And you can see he liked it. I, I am hoping, you know, he does call in eventually. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. Really right? took, he took the information. He was interested. He took my. He said he was gonna, you know, he was gonna surprise me one day. So yeah. that'll be cool if he does. I, I mean, we listen. We had good comedy. He remembered right from last year. Susie so Stevens, like, that oh, yeah, you know, so. So we'll see. Hopefully he calls in. He's a cool guy, Kay. Like you said, it was nice just to sit there and talk basketball with him. We were talking college, pro. Then you were, you had, you were talking about Georgia because he's from the Georgia area and you have family in Georgia. So it was cool. Just had, right. you know, not only sports, we would just have a regular conversation with him. So that was that was cool, you know. And uh, yeah. just hey, a cool day. Like, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, these athletes come to these events. You know, not, not just athletes are there. And you don't know if they're forced to be there, asked to be there, or if they're the kind of person that likes doing this kind of thing. And, you know, for him, you could see he does. And Franco, when I asked him what he's doing now, besides, you know, working with the pitchers, he said, I do a lot of things like this. I love doing it. He didn't say, he didn't even say, I like doing it. He said, I love doing this kind of stuff. You know, meeting people, talking baseball, um, and, and raising funds for a charity, doing something good. It's great to see players who are given a lot, and these guys are given a lot of money and a good lifestyle, but they do well with their money. Post-career, still doing, you know, still doing well and giving something back. You know, it, it, it's their time. Yeah. He's taking no, time no. out of his day. He's retired. He should just be fishing every day and watching sports, yeah. whatever he wants to do. But they're taking the time, you know, to, to meet the kids that the money's going to, the different charities that are, that are there. You know, and they take the time to talk to people and to talk to you, to me. And I, I got to say, I did like Franco a lot. 100% New Yorker and, and everything he was saying and how he was saying it. And Anderson was very nice, too. He was very nice to you, I'd have to say that. You know, yeah. I, I, if, he's a, if he's listening, call him. It would really be appreciated. Yeah, we would love to talk to you on here. The, the, the breeze of sports, you know. And he's very, very personable guy, so very, you know, very good guy. And like I said, Franco was a great guy. Mike Richter, right? Richter was very engaging, talking hockey with us, right? And giving us autographs, pitches, right? It was nice talking to Richter, too. Yeah, he, he signed he signed a lot of autographs. He signed two photos for me, a lot of hockey pucks for a lot of people. Really nice and good about it. Took time. He was very personable. Yeah, I didn't get to spend as much time as with him as I did with Franco, but, you know, you watched him walk around and, he seemed to be enjoying doing what he was doing. And for the most part, everybody that was there that day, I would yeah, say, it seemed such, excited it so, about it. It went so smooth. It was such a night. It was so, it was perfect. It really went perfect the whole day. I mean, everybody was just yeah. around talking, hanging. And, and, you know, obviously for the kids, that's the most important thing. The kids would just look on their face. When the kids came over, and, right, when we would sit in the thing and you would have there and everybody asking us what we do, you know, what, what we, you know, what we do there. And then I see you guys, you signed the shirt and stuff, right? I mean, that was pretty cool, you know, for the kids. Yeah. I should have signed the shirt. <laughs> yeah. Tell them I'm not a celebrity. Got an Alan Severino hey. autograph. That's right. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> that was, it was really, really was a great time. We really had a good time. It was very nice. Hey, hopefully this keeps going, you know, and, and they keep raising funds and we keep getting to have contacts and meet, you know, the, these athletes that take the time out of their lives to show up for something like this. 
You know, I, yeah. you know what? It's interesting too, just, and I think just because of the sheer height of these people, for the kids, they tend to flock to the NBA players, and 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 you realize, you know, how tall they are and how much they stand out in the crowd. And these are young yeah. kids that you know, and and they look up, and there's this guy six four, six five, and they know he's but Charles from Smith, the NBA. I took a picture with Charles yeah. Smith. I'm like half his size. It was crazy that picture. I was standing next to him. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, he's tall. He's I, tall, I, I didn't right? get to talk to him at all, but you see him from across the room. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Curtis Martin looks like he could play football now, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I got a he nice was great. football he was, autograph he was, with him. Yeah, me too. That was nice, though, right? He did that. He was very well spoken, you know. Yeah, yeah. For for Jet fans, if you ever wondered, you know, about a guy like him, hundred percent class act. He was dressed nice. He was friendly with everybody. Very professional. You know, he he, he did his thing, and clearly he's still an athlete. He did, he did look like he could still play. He's definitely still hitting the gym, and you know, good for him. You know, especially football players, you, you hate to see them older all the hits to the head and their body all broken down. And, you know, you made enough money, you retire young enough, and it's good. He he looked in great shape. Yeah, he really did. That's cool. You know, like, like guys that came that weren't even supposed to, right? Like Felipe Lopez, right? Just showed up. Yeah. That's right. Felipe and St. John's connection. With him and Franco, they had a nice conversation. The, the alumni is over there. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was a good time, good times, man. And, you know, got to tell you, right, we got a good team that we work with. You know, like, obviously, Steve put so much hard work into that, you know, Padman. And, you know, yeah, this, you know me, you. heart and soul into this. It, he does. He really does. And it's just happening. No, no know, other way to put it. You know, and he brought us in as a team to help him out, and it's a pleasure. It really is. It's, it's one of the best days of the year. It really is. It's unbelievable. And, you know, Padman, like you said, he puts his heart and soul into it. He really does. And uh, yeah. really, it, it's a great event. It really is. And you know, Hector does a lot. You know, Adam. So we work with his, we all work good together. Me and Adam. Yeah, and Adam were in, in separate buildings from Adam. It was good to be back with him for a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it's it's fun. You know, obviously we had a great time. We met all these athletes, like you said, interacting and all this stuff, and all this other stuff. That's the most important part is the kids, and it was great for the kids. And Mm-hmm. It's hard work, you know. It, it looks fun for us, like you see pictures, of, but it's hard, right? It's hard. We worked hard for a few days there, right? Alan, I mean, we did. We yeah. It's a, a lot of work. The days coming up, the questions going, and for everyone else, the event ends, and for us, as you see now, like two days after, it, it is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. Wrapping it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now we have finally, right? And uh, yeah, looking good, and the, the pad man, you know. I know he, had a, he couldn't call in. He's at a game. He tried to call in before he said, and then I couldn't. Uh, I didn't see him, and uh, so he was on hold for a few minutes. But uh, he's got his uh, daughter's game. They got a travel game, basketball. So uh, the game started at noon, I think. So I don't think I don't think he'll be calling in today. So it'd be nice because. But next week we'll talk more about this with him next week when he calls. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about it too. So, and how do you yeah. feel? Uh, how do you feel also about the winter meetings and everything? Like with the Mets, obviously they didn't do much. Like, do you, you think something should be done? Do you think, like, what do you want? Obviously, we talked about getting a catch up, right? And, uh, yeah. So, you know, 
Yeah, my my concern is catcher Rene Rivera is fine, but I can't see him starting a whole season, and and not like deteriorating and and having Darno as the the starter or the backup. I don't even know which way they're going to go. With it. You could flip a coin. If you go with Rivera, he's going to be, I think, spent by the end of the year. And if you go with Darno, we might have a 190 batting average at catcher. You know, I, the, yeah. the best you could do if they don't upgrade this position is hope Darno has a bounce back year. But I'll, be, I'll be the first one to say I was a fan of his, but I think he's past his time. And I'd be shocked. If that were to happen, I sad to say, but I'd be shocked if he had a great year. Right, you know. Yeah, he's going to open up. I'd be shocked if he plays any games. The guy enough games to be a factor. Yeah, he misses games every year. You know, he played well a year ago, but not last year after the coming back from the surgery. And I, I think they should have really looked at that and saying, well, two years ago he came back from surgery, kind of went on a run. But this year, from both shoulders operate on now, I, I don't see it happening. They, they clearly could be making a mistake, taking a chance, or gambling with this guy. Unless they really think Rene Rivera is that good, but I see him as an older guy. I see him as a great backup catcher. The pitchers like him. I don't know if he's going to have the physical durability for what it takes to be a catcher, a starting catcher in the major leagues. It's, it's a position, face it, you take a pounding. <laughs> I agree. Something needs to get done there. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring uh, somebody into the call with us to talk baseball today. Uh, Fever from Brooklyn. Fever is, is coming in to join to talk uh, baseball. Me and Alan. What's going on, Fever? Hey, what's up, Mojo? Hey, Alan. How are you? Hey, good. 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 What's going on? So well, yeah. Fever, what do you think about uh, the match? That's exactly what I was just calling it. I don't know. I wish they would. They, they definitely need a catcher. You know? Yeah. I, I, I actually would have. I think I might have actually took. I mean, I was a guy who's hurt, but I might have actually took a shot with Ramos, too. They should have probably tried me to get. Yeah, he went a fairly reasonable deal, right? That's another guy that's like two years, $12.5 million. That's a yeah, pretty I good guy. I think, he can make, I think he can make like another $7 million in incentives, but that's actually a good mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, Bay. that would have been a good gamble, I think. The Mets should have, should have, should have did. Hey, Alan, the Mets are now fit by Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, there there was one pitcher on our staff that it didn't really matter who was catching, and that was Cologne. You know, yeah. he's been in the league so long. He does his own game. You know, he probably shakes up until you nod on what he wants to throw. He knows what he got, and he, and he goes with it for the day. The rest of the pitchers... More talent, but not on that level. That's just the reality of it. They need a smart catcher and a good defensive catcher. They they, yep. they need that kind of mentoring that a veteran catcher can bring. Matt, and Matt we're not Weedis, going out man. and doing it. Hmm? Matt Weed is Weed perfect. Yeah. He really was. A switch, hitting power, a switch hitting power hitter with a strong arm, Alan. So a power hitter, yeah. switch hitter with a strong arm. I mean that, and he's a veteran now. You know, he's been in the league for a while. Right. So he, you know, it, it's something I, I, they should really be going after. Think of the, the Gary Carter days, the Piazza era. You know, and, and when the, the team was good and got to World Series, we had, you know, a stellar catcher in that position. Yeah. And if you have a stellar catcher with sure. younger pitches, it, it really works out. If the pitchers are talented, when they have an off day, to get them through it. 
Yeah. Even not. when they had that great year, even when in 06, when they had that great year, they had Laduca, who was a good veteran catcher, right? Like, he wasn't a superstar. Yeah. He wasn't a star, but mm-hmm. he knew how to handle a pitching staff, and he was a, you know, had a clutch hitter, you know, wasn't a home run hitter, but he got clutch hits, but he, he knew how to handle a pitching staff, you know? Yeah. Okay, Fever, let me ask you something. Who, so who, who, what else are you looking for? Like, what do you, what else do you think they should be addressing? As far as the, for the Mets, I've got they definitely yeah. need a first base. I don't know what they're going to do with first base, and they and they should be looking for a third baseman. You know, I, I think Wright, Wright's finished. Well, I think Reyes will be playing not. third. Reyes will be playing third. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Reyes' spot. So we need Reyes leading off. Reyes got to be in the lineup every day. I don't care where you put him; he has to be in the lineup. You know, well, then he, the, has to be, he has to be leading off. Reyes Cabrera has got to be 1-2 next year. Now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm worried that they're going to drop Cabrera in the lineup and put Wright second. I'm really worried they're going to do that. You but think they would we'll do that? See. Yeah, I, I think they will, out of respect. That was like that one year when Gita was hitting second when he was hitting, like, 190. <laughs> Don't you think they should be making a play or a play for, like, try to trade? Listen, I don't get, like, how you could sit there and say they could say Duda and Darno, we're behind, we have confidence in, but we're going to trade Bruce. I mean, Bruce is better than either of them. I mean, you know. I would I, definitely I much rather have Bruce than Duda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, Duda scared me. If you can keep Bruce one year and see what he can do in New York, like in my mind, him and Cespedes in a lineup can do some damage yep. over the course of the season. And then if Bruce doesn't really work out, he's going to be the guy that was played for us the first week, or is he going to be the guy that played at the very end? You know, something in the middle. If he, if they end up keeping him for a season, it's something that could work out. There is an upside to it. Definitely. Yeah. A lot more than Duda. Well, you know, well, how about trade both Grandison and Bruce? And then trade for McCutcheon. Show some ball. Mm-hmm. Or to me, I don't like the idea of going into next year with a thirty seven year old center fielder. I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. You know. I'd much rather trade Grandison because they can get more for Grandison. They'll get a decent reliever for him. And then move, move like Lagaris and Comporto platoon. If that meant it, it, you know, I keep Bruce. Personally. Isn't that an odd thing? Get more for Grandison than Bruce? Like it almost just sounds wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. It does. There's no RBI comparison. There's not, you know, really a home run comparison. And the age is a, is a major issue in Grandison's speed. And we're going to put him in center field. He, he yeah. did okay at the end of last year, but clearly not a center field. He's going to break down playing center field. Uh, I find that as a puzzling thing. The more they rested him, the better he played, and now we're going to make him the starting center fielder. We're just going to watch him bat 180 after a month. Yeah. It, it, it's weird. It's not the right decision. They're going to push him to his limits. That, all I know yeah, is, thank well, God, that, that deal fell through with Washington, getting McCudgeon. <laughs> yeah. Good thing. Well, they, they wanted more. They wanted more. They wanted more. I mean, they offered a deep good offer, I think, Washington, the two pitches. Mm-hmm. You know. But they wanted the outfielder, too. But I don't understand Washington trading all that for Adam Eaton. I think Eaton's a decent player, but I, I, that's a lot. That's what I'm saying. I, I'd much rather have McCutcheon than Adam Eaton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Success for this uh, McCutcheon and Bruce in the outfield? 
It's a good outfield. Now you're talking about very good. That's where you trade Grandis for that reliever Brock on Baltimore. Then you trade Conforto and Wheeler for McCutcheon. And, and there you go. Then you have McCutcheon, Bruce, and Cespedes. And then you still have Walker, Cabrera, Reyes. And then if you want to keep Duda, keep Duda at that point, right? I mean, just another left. Let, let, let him alternate. Him and Wright alternate at first. Yeah, if you get anything from Wright, it's a bonus, right? Anything you get from mm-hmm. Wright, it's a bonus. So you got to figure Walker, Walker's going to be back, and Walker played well for them last year. He, he did until he was hurt. He was surprisingly good. And they also I'll be honest with you, I, I, I actually wish the Mets would have had balls and, and go and went right after Jose Abreu. Put him at first. Yeah, well, that would. It's another, another 35 point. Abreu, David Robinson package. Get the reliever and the bat in one trade. Oh, together. Yeah. So that's now, how bad do we made. need a reliever with Familia's issue? Oh. It's Reed. Reed becomes our closer, right? And I wish yep. they had the balls. I wish they had the balls to just uh, to just go sign, go sign Kenley Jansen or something right now and get that East closer yep. in there. You know, that would be and familiar to the eight, familiar and Reed setting them up. Mets would be with that pitching staff, starting staff. Mets would be. Dominant if they get a move like that. Well, yeah, well, these guys, yeah, they would only have to go six innings, five, six innings. <laughs> but the Mets are only oh. going to make minus trades. They're not adding, they're not looking to add big names. But like I said, if they're looking for one year deals, that's fine. But there's got good pitches going. Like that guy Uhara went for one year, uh, Fernando Rodney went for one year. Like, what are we doing? We need some, we need a guy. Yeah, yeah sorry, somebody. No, it's funny. You know? All these these top teams, Chicago, or like the Cubs, the Red Sox, all these top teams are adding superstars on top of their good teams. And the yeah, well, they're trying. Yeah, the they, they feel they don't need it. But all these teams that just want to, they just want the World Series, and they're adding players. Oh no! Yeah, you know what I think they realize. Mike, trust me, they know they need it. They just don't want to spend the money to get it. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. But what I'm saying is, they think that their fan base is stupid. Like we see exactly what they're doing. You know, they're trying to like. Well, well some of the fans that are defending them, going, "Oh, they spent money. They they signed Cespedes. Yeah, all they did was keep that same team. They haven't got any better. <laughs> and not only that, they're actually worse because Familia is going to miss the first month or two of the season. So they're actually worse." And they walked last year. Yep. So, you know. And like you so said, there's other, oh, players oh. That, uh, other little minor players that are out there, like Yuhara and those guys, they could have added. Probably for nothing. Yeah, like they I don't know what they're waiting for. That's, right that's the frustrating part. Yeah. Yeah, so, tonight you know, he was just keep, keep Bruce. We added him late in the year. He had some very late impact, but then just keep him. And they're not getting yeah, offered exactly. anything exactly. anyway. And they're not getting offered anything good. So you might as well. Yeah, you can't, you can't dump him for garbage. That that doesn't make sense. I mean, you sense. did give up Dilston Herrera for him, you know? Yeah. Matt's got to learn something. You know, they're a good team. I would say they're good. Good teams don't win World Series. That's the reality. You know, we're out of the cellar, but great teams win World Series. That that's yeah. that's the reality of it. You have to put the super t- superstar on top of the superstar in the lineup. The teams that were better than us last year have improved, and the teams that were better than us last year are improving their team. Well, we're not. We just kept the same team. It's a, it's a problem that minus familiar. 
for most of the season. Yeah. Minus familiar. Yeah, they and he, he set a record in saves. It's going to be an issue. You could say the no. starters. Yeah, you could say the starters are going to be there. Yeah, the starters will be back. Blah blah blah. But come on, you know, you know. We, first of all, we don't know if they're all going to be healthy anyway, right? And all right. you know, question mark. What are they going to do? I mean, I think they will. You know, we think they will, but I mean, we can't yeah, guarantee they're all going to be healthy. Is- Hoping Harvey does well. Hoping Wright doesn't break down. Some some of it won't happen, but some of it will happen. Yeah. And just get just get back to what you were saying before. That that, that was a very insulting look. I hope they'll go on for the according to Grom and these guys. Just give them money. They'll save money in the long run. Give them a decent contract now. They'll probably jump all over it. You know what I'm saying? Especially the way the injuries are going. And, uh, yeah, listen, two years ago, two years ago, it looked like there was no shot the Mets could keep all these pitches. Actually, right now, yeah. it's the best shot they got because they could get these guys at discounted, fairly discounted rates for what they looked like they were going to get after the year they went to the World Series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get these guys. They'll sign, you know what I'm saying? They're going to wind up losing all these pitches. And then, like, now the time they should be spending and try to win and, be, and win cup two, three in a row. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to lose all these pitches in a couple of years. They're going to sign elsewhere. And, and, and but even Harvey, 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 Harvey would be an idiot not to take a five-year deal right now. He'd be an idiot because, yeah. you know, first of all, the, the problem is the Mets don't give out five-year deals. And a guy like Syndergaard is going to want, like, a seven-year deal easy, you know, when the time comes. Yeah. Which they should be giving him a long-term deal, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I, first of all, Syndergaard would be the first guy I locked down before anybody. Like, and I'll be honest with you, I think I think they want to stay here, these guys. Except for Harvey. I think oh, these they guys do. really, like the Grom and Syndergaard. Yeah, Harvey, is, who knows what Harvey's thinking. But, yeah, Syndergaard, the Grom, and Max, those guys want to stay. There's no doubt about they it. They want to stay. They, they like playing here. They like playing with each other. They came up through the system together. You know what I'm saying? If Harvey wants to go, then let him go. You know, yeah. taking a big evil too because he gets hurt again after three years in a row. He's done. He gets hurt again. He's screwed. Yeah. You know, he's screwed. He I mean, I, I still don't even see, I mean, unless the Yankees maybe, but I don't see anybody giving him a freaking, you know, $250. Even the Yankees ain't going to give him that big of a deal. Unless he, he would have to be like back to the old hobby for the next two years for him to get that type of deal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he's taking a big gamble. The Mets right now should offer them all the nice five-year, $80 million contract or something like that. Yeah. They might get them all similar deals. We're going to give you all a similar – we're going to give you all similar deals to stay together and see what they do. They may say, you know what, this is security. We're, you know, we get a chance to build something here. Let's take it, you know. Yes, and, uh, they're, and they're all young. Like, you know, they're all kind of young. Five years from now, what are they going to be, 28, 29 years old? They're still getting a nice big contract after that. Yeah. You know what it is, yeah, 23, yeah. 24 years old? You know what I'm saying? Five years? You know, they'll still be 28, 29, they're fine. You know? That's what I'm saying. But, if four years when they got to pay them, it's going to cost them a lot more than it's going to cost them right now. Oh, definitely. You go five years, eight, let's say 80 million now, whereas you might have to give them 200 million. Yeah. You know, it's Sounds like that, uh, get back, change the subject a little bit. It sounds like the, the thing at work was, was really nice. I wish I was dead. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the charity thing. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, we loved the Mets, Ryan Dahl and Richter and those guys. Yeah, no, they were good guys, really friendly, good guys. Just like Alan was saying, like, got to interact. It was, it was cool, really cool. Yeah, yeah, really, you know, nothing, nothing bad you can say about them, really. Yeah. Nobody was just looking mm-hmm. to run out of there, you know? Like, yeah. it's even cool, Mike. Mike, later on, Alan Houston and John Stock came, and they, like, played one-on-one in the lobby on the basketball hoop and with the kids and stuff. It was pretty cool. Oh, no, that's nice. Yeah. I would have loved to see that, yeah. Another funny right. thing is I was asking John Wallace at one point I was talking to, and I was, like, just joking with him. I was, like, hand-checking him, like I was covering him. And he was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to show you a move. So he showed me a move he used to do in the NBA, like where he kind of, like, like hooked my arm. Like, it kind of, like, knocked it down, but, like, hooked it and just went around me, like, and laid it in. Because I used to get away mm-hmm. with that in the NBA. All the time, he goes, it's actually a foul, but he used to, he used to get away with it because the way he hooked the arm. But he, yeah. goes, he goes, the way you hook, he goes, you hook it the right way, the ref don't see it, he can't call it, he goes. <laughs> it was funny. That's great. He's a big guy, too, right? Who? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, He's a good guy, too, right? Basketball players. Yeah. Charles Smith was a monster. Like this, it wasn't a lot because he was skinny, but he was just tall, right? He was just like a tall rail, like. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, but... yeah, he's still a slow. Right, I gotta, I gotta run, all right. All right, man. Thanks for calling, Mike. No, no problem. I just want to congratulate you on the 44th show. Thank you. And uh, say happy birthday to you too, because I won't see you until the set next week. Yes, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, and Alan, nice That's talking, it. Alan. Yeah, sure. Great talking to you, too. All right, all right, guys. All right, man. Take care. Later, buddy. buddy. Thank you. Tell little Mojo I said hi. I will, definitely. All All right, bye-bye. Kiva from Brooklyn coming in with the Mets on the round table. And, Alan, do you have a few minutes, Alan? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, then switch to football. And I'm going to talk a little Steelers-Bills and Magic Mike's going to join us to talk Steelers Bills as well in a minute, <laughs> and uh, we're going to we're going to a little we'll have a little fun with the Steelers Bills with uh, with uh, Magic Mike right now. Mike, what's going right. on? Mike, you there? Yes, I am. Hey, how are you, Alan? Uh, how are you, Mojo? What's going on? Right, good. good. How you doing? All right. You know, can't complain. A little cold out here. A little chilly. Um, you know, it's it's definitely going to be cold tomorrow out in Buffalo, but but Pittsburgh Steelers are uh, Big Ben is uh, is used to that cold. So, um, what's the weather you know, forecast for Buffalo tomorrow? Yeah, what's the field conditions going to be? It's going to be uh, it's going to be be uh, probably breast I'm sure. Um, yeah. But anyway, before we do all that, I just want to say that. Good game by the Raiders last week. Um, the Buffalo Bills just dropped the ball, and uh, the Raiders, uh, you know, the Raiders came back. Um, so a good job to Pete, uh, PDV, and his uh, Raiders. It was a good game last week, and I have no complaints. The Bills just uh, play like the Bills always do. And, uh, you know. But this week, though, Tomorrow, it's a big game, though. Buffalo-Pittsburgh, it's a huge game. I mean, both teams are still in the race. It's a big game. Yeah. It's, it's, you know? Yeah. 
you know, feel it good is about a, it? No, I'm not. I mean, you can't feel good about the way the Bills have been playing, and you can't feel good about no, you can't. I mean, uh, so it's a it's a game that it's a game that can go either way, and uh, I don't know, Alan. How do you feel about tomorrow's game? You know, I'll tell you, the Steelers coming off the the win with the Giants showed me something they hadn't shown all year: some defense and, and shutting down a Giant team that was starting to show life on offense. But they did it in Pittsburgh, and they've been somewhat of a different team at home and on the road. The best road game they played was probably the Colts, and that was minus uh, luck. But that was the best road game they played as a unit, as a, as a team that I've seen this year. So this is – it'll be a good – every game for them right now is a measuring stick. You know, where where are they at on the road when you play a team that can put up some points? There will be a, a coldness, you know, some other condition issues. Um, are the Steels finally going to start playing consistent football or not? They have not been consistent. A little bit better every week on defense, but not, you know, mowing anybody down. Everyone's in the game with them, basically. This is part of the year where they usually put it together, though, Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh's a good December team, usually. Yeah. You, you could see that in the, la- in, in the Colt game, but that was, like I said, the last the, the Thanksgiving Day game, and the Colts minus luck, it just wasn't a reality. And then the Giants come into town, and they, they were playing well, and the Steelers did their thing. You know, if they're going to start being consistent and make the playoffs, they got to start doing it. they got to start now. They got a lot of division games coming up after that. And that's the whole key. That's the whole key to the whole thing, you know, consistency. And especially, you know, their road record is three and three, their home record is four and two. But, you know, sometimes you can't go by the record. You got to go by the action. And, um, you know, I have a lot of Steelers fans, um, you know, and I talk to a lot of them. And, you know, week in and week out, they're frustrated with this with their team because they know their team could be a little better, um, you know. And and I and I, uh, I I definitely listen. I definitely can 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 see that. As far as you know, tomorrow's game goes with the Bills and the Steelers. It's going to be a uh, you know it, it's going to it's going to be pretty bad. I mean, it's so far tomorrow they're calling for 25 uh, degrees. Um, the winds oh. are going to be. The winds are going eight miles south. And snow. And, and light snow. Yeah, snow. Light, yeah, light snow. I know one, it's snowed up there. Inches. Yeah, I know it's snowed up there because my friend, she sent me a picture of what my future is going to look like because I'm going to eventually I want to move to Buffalo, <laughs> which she she called it Western New York because that's what it is. But she showed me yeah. my future this morning about one a uh, one a.m. in the morning. But uh, but anyway, so. So I think, um, I think if the Bills, I think if the the Bills would be, con, you know, would be consistent, um, then maybe again they would be able to get the job done. Um, it's just a six and six, you know. And I said this to Anthony. I told you, you you say there's a fight. I don't even want the Bills. You know, it's been 16 years since the Bills got in, you know made the playoffs. At this point, if the Bills would make the playoffs, where are they going to go? You know, so I, yeah. I, I would just, I would just say right now that you know everybody can fight it and um, and stuff. But uh, you know, I don't know, Anthony, if you've seen a post. There was a post that that this chucklehead of a friend of mine put up yesterday, and he said he's not happy with the Raiders being ten and three. 
Does he want the Bills record at six and six? He can have it. Yeah, I, I would love to be ten and three myself. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on, they, they, you know, I know that there are fans out there that that want their teams to to do, you know, good every year. But you know, but come on, be happy with with Sometimes what that's you have. Not realistic, you know. Right, but be happy with what you have, and that's uh, and and that's all all you got. I mean, I have. I, I, you know, I listen to the radio all the time, and I hear people, you know, bad mouthing Tyrod Taylor. And to me, I think Tyrod's doing a pretty good job of what the we- with the weapons that he has. Um, you know, we have a lot of receivers that are injured right now. So, yeah. um, you know, injuries, injury is a killer. I mean, you know that. I mean, it, ha- it, it the injury bug is 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 a mess. Um, you know, I I just think that it's a total. It's a total package all around. The offense has to be flowing. The defense has to be flowing. You know, they got to do what they have to do. They got to get to Big Ben, and they got to knock Big Ben down on his ass a couple of times. Now, now, you know, and that's the, the, the key about the defense is you got to keep on hammering the offense. You got to make the offense work. And I think tomorrow, if the Bills can, it, it just all has to align. But if the Bills have a shot to win, that's what they're going to do, and they're going to need, you know, they're going to need, they're going to need help from their offense. Like, you know, that's that's another thing. You know, Sammy's. I think good. I think you're looking at bad weather, so you're definitely going to be looking, going to see a lot of Bell and a lot of McCoy tomorrow. You're going to see yeah, running games. Say that. Be. If you got a slushy field, you know, there's always a question: Is your running back a mutter? Is how I like to put it. You know, do they run yeah. well on bad field conditions? And I mm-hmm. would say, from what I've seen of Bell. In his natural style, with the patience of running, he doesn't always sprint and burst out everywhere. He is good on that kind of field, and, right. I, and I would expect him to get a lot of carries yeah. and a lot of like a ball control type offense once the weather conditions get bad. If it's like that, you know that, that you you're going to see a lot of though. You know, and uh, and and that and and that right there, and that's another thing too. That right there is going to be. The fact is now let's go to the injuries. Uh, let's go to the injury side of it for a second. For you guys, uh, for you guys, Javon uh, Hargrave, uh, defensive tackle is doubtful. Um, Rookie, yeah. Right, uh, he's got a concussion. He's doubtful. Um, Darius Haywood Bay, uh, wide receiver, he's out. It says. Mm-hmm. So, Jamarco um, Thomas, safety concussion, he's out. And then you got Ramon Foster, Chris Boswell, and D'Angelo Williams. They're all questionable. And then for the Buffalo Bills, you know, uh, we we have we have uh, what do you call Kyle Williams is questionable. Lentry McCray, linebacker, concussion, he's out. Uh, Sammy Watkins is questionable, and Robert Woods, um, his knee is is questionable. What I would do if it's me, this is me now. I would sit um, Sammy out because of that foot um, injury, um, and then try to work with the uh, you know with the guys that you know the other guys that we have. Well, I know said though that Sammy looks great and they feel he feels great and he that they're just not going to overwork his foot and try. They don't need to. He don't need to practice, but he should be ready to play. Well, he did practice. He did practice, Sammy. Sammy yeah, did they held him out earlier in the week to practice. Right. No, uh, he's been practicing every day, Sammy. Um, 
what's going on with Sammy is uh, the doctor was on um, the radio the other day talking about Sammy's Sammy's um, Sammy's condition and stuff, and um, it was it's basically like they said it's a healing process. Um, but in my estimation, tomorrow, if if you know, why would you send someone on a slushy field to where they could slip and God forbid. Sammy can go out and he could break his foot for you know what I'm saying he could really yeah, yeah, is it, it's a foot, foot injury or an ankle injury it's a foot injury um, that he's been yeah. battling and uh, plus it feels it, not good for a first game back what happened a, a, a slushy field is not good for a first game back no he's Unless been back that's not his right. first it's, game it's he's been back yeah he, he's uh, he's been playing um, he's been back I mean. But I agree, you know, I definitely agree. If it's me, I mean, that's how I would look at it. And then LaShawn uh, McCoy, you know, we know he has dumb injuries. Uh, Mike Gillisley has been doing a great job, um, you know, you know, being the second. And then Reggie Bush, uh, you know, um, he hasn't been getting that much playing, playing time. But um, it's, just, it, it's just crazy. Uh, it's just crazy to think about it. And then you got Tyrod Taylor who is their second-best rusher. I mean, that's crazy. A quarterback that can rush, you know, why can't he just be a running back then? But um, the thing I like about Tyrod is is that – the thing I don't like about Tyrod, I should say, is that he gets flustered, um, you know, when there's nobody to throw to, when he doesn't have a weapon open. It's like he can't make a uh, – you know, he can't make the short passes. And he can't get to the – you know, to the – the guys, and that's what I don't like. But I do like about him is he he rushes, but at the same time I'm always worried he's going to hurt himself. Um, you know, I mean, Tyrod this season has 469 yards rushed. That that in itself is crazy. His longest was like a 49 yard yard you know rush. I mean that's that's just and he scored six TDs with it. But and and that's and that's awesome. If you can't make a play, you know what? Create a play yourself. But sometimes it's 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 hard um, when you're you know when you're when you're scrambling and you can't find a guy there. And I also have to commend my offensive line. I think my offensive line has been doing a pretty good job this year. Um, they've been fighting. So. Hello. Where's uh, Mojo? What did we lose him? Not sure. What are we? Well, well, for anybody listening, this is the Mojo Sports Show on Totally Driven Entertainment Radio, and uh, and Mojo is somewhere. But right now we got Doctor A. He's a uh, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, an avid caller of the Mojo Sports uh, Sports Show, and uh, we were talking about tomorrow's big game and how we look at it. So, Alan, do you think the, the Steelers are going to win tomorrow? Yes, they're they're three like three and three on the road, so it's a fifty fifty shot. I'm waiting to see them play a, a team. But the Bills need the game to beat oh, a team that needs the game on the road. You have to if oh, they beat I them on the happened. road. Okay, never mind. Anthony just gave me a message saying that he got booted out of the the uh, the system. Um, but but uh, yeah, I I I definitely um, can see what you're talking about. But also, I just want everybody to remember, too, 718-508-9883 is the number to talk to Mojo because 
Mojo is Mojo should be on a regular radio station. Don't you agree, Doctor A? Yeah, yeah, I think he's great at this. Absolutely. He Mojo Sports Show, I think, is like the 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 best show on this network. And I'm not saying that the kiss is ass. I'm saying that because I I I you know I work also behind the scenes with this network, and his numbers are tremendous. But like I was telling Anthony, you guys, all you guys. Support support Anthony, and you support your sports, and it shows. So, all you guys are a team. Yeah, yeah. I've known Anthony a long time now. He, he mm. loves sports, loves doing this show. He's the right guy for this kind of thing. Definitely, and he knows his stuff. He's a very avid sports fan. He's very passionate, and it 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 shows. I mean, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. I gotta, you know, and and, and I and I see it. Like you guys were talking about John Franco before, you know, I got to meet John Franco um, when I worked for a uh, a beer company. One of the guys went to St. John's with John Franco, and he was and John Franco was doing a commercial for um, Brooklyn Soda. You remember that Brooklyn Soda? Brooklyn Soda? Uh, no, mm-hmm. not really. But... Yeah. Anyway, John John had left tickets for me to go to the game or whatever. And mm-hmm. he said that you know, one of the guys that I was working with said, oh, don't worry about it, you're all ready. When I got there, they didn't even know who I was. And then finally we got in touch with John, and we told John. And John not only got me in, but he got me to meet um, Bob Murphy, and he got me to meet mm-hmm. Gary Cohen in the booth. That's good, that's good. And you know and what John I said to Bob Murphy? Hey, you know what I said to Bob Murphy? What? Hi, I said, hi, everybody. This is Bob Murphy here. I said, I said the Mets are going to win the ball game. And you know what Bob said? Bob said, wow, you do a pretty good impression of me. <laughs> My first time meeting Bob Murphy. Hey, that, that, John, John Franco is definitely an, uh, a, a great guy. I had nothing bad yeah. to say about him. Mm-hmm. Now, and also, uh, oh, he's bad? Yeah, where? Where do you think Buffalo really stands, like, in, in their chance of, you know, you have Pittsburgh coming in home. They're both cold-weather teams, so I think that's an even scrap. Um, Buffalo needs the game. I, I heard you mention um, even if you make the playoffs, you know, you see teams better than them. They're probably not getting a Super Bowl. Of course not. Um, of course I see better the teams better than them. I mean, I look no, at I, I, see, I, I see that, too. I think the AFC is open with Gronkowski out. I mean, it's not going to be handed to the Patriots. Raiders do look good this year, but then they went and lost to the Chiefs. Chiefs look yeah. okay. I think it's yeah. a little open for whoever gets hottest down the stretch. Hey, the Ravens put a pounding on the Dolphins. Are right. they for real all of a sudden, or was that a fluke game? Mojo mentioned um, the Ravens I'm play the Dolphins very well. Is Mojo back? Difficulty. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, Mojo. I was calling back in, and the pin wasn't working. It kept saying something with the pin. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, and, luckily, I was, and I'm is, on the computer, and I was on the computer trying to, uh, I was on the computer trying to, um, what do you call, to to get you back into the system and see if we could get something going with the boards. But um, while you were gone, um, Alan just asked me a que- Alan just asked me a question, which I'm trying to uh, to get to get it. Um, but anyway, so so uh, so yeah, where did you leave off with this, Mojo? Because uh, I was like, where the heck did Mojo go? We were just talking. We were just talking about the Pittsburgh uh, Buffalo right. game. Right. Right. 
Um, before you did that, I just wanted to tell you while you were gone, I let everybody know, and I let Dr. A know, that your show is doing so good, not only because you're on it. I mean, and you're great. You should be on the radio. I told you that. But anyway, because of your avid callers and your, your constant support, it's a whole team, the Mojo Sports Show. So it's just not oh, you. Yeah. It's just not, not, you know, the callers. It's both of you and uh, both of you guys, your, your team. Mm-hmm. And I want to commend you guys, and I want to say keep up the, the, good, the good work. Um, but but as, as, as far as, 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 listen, on that note, uh, Mike, thank you. I appreciate that. On that note, I'm going to bring in another loyal mm-hmm. mojo person. At, what's going on, man? What's up, gentlemen? Sorry. Uh, hey, Adam. How are you? Earlier, uh, mojo. I'm good. How Adam, you I want to ask you. I'm glad you called. Cause we were just talking Buffalo-Pittsburgh, but now you also the Giants-Cowboys big game tomorrow. What's your take on that game? I know you're excited you know, for that game, right? You know, the Giants are 8-3, sitting pretty, and you go into Pittsburgh, lose a tough game. Um, and now we got a, probably a season's almost on the line Sunday. Uh, Sunday night, 8.30 at, you know, Giants Stadium. I don't know. My heart wants to say yes, but my head says no. I, I think that it's going to be a close game and, you know, a turnover, you know, whichever side protects the ball, I think, will end up winning the game. I just see a, a late, a late fourth quarter quarter turnover hurting the Giants. So that's how I think this game plays out. But we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. The yeah, problem you're gonna is have cold weather. You're gonna have cold weather tomorrow. Yeah, the, the hey. offensive line just hasn't gotten their act together. And Pew's out. It looks like Pew's gonna be out again tomorrow. Um, that hurts. You know, the, on the defensive side of the ball, JPP was finally playing well. And it looked like they had something, you know, really good going between, you know, Pierre and then Vernon at the end. And I know, Mojo, you, you really knocked that signing all uh, all season. But I got to say that, you know, Vernon's been unbelievable for the Giants. And now he's finally starting to get the stacks, too. Why not more of what they paid him? Which I still don't think he's worth that money. But, but look, he's helping them. That's, that's all that matters, right? The guy, the guy's, you know, he, he's a three-down he guy. He's on the field. Yeah, he wasn't – he wasn't doing much the first half of the year, but the second he has picked it up. So I guess, he was still uh, putting yeah, pressure but... on the quarterback, and and he plays every down. Hey, hey, uh, Adam. Yeah, Adam. Let, let me ask you something. And when I was watching the Steel Giant game last week, in in my mind, the game was lost. Well, lost by the Giants or won by the Steelers, however you want to look at it. By the Giants' offensive line, that that was the weakness I saw on the team. That's Steel's, been a weakness all season. That's that's their problem. Yeah, when Eli has time, he's great. And Look, I was yeah. counting seconds from the snap to when he had to throw to somebody, and it really wasn't enough time. He He's never been a mobile quarterback. He's 36 years old now. Um, they have no push on the line. The, line, the run game's been atrocious. I mean, Jennings is – has finally uh, started to play a little bit better. He's gotten uh, he showed some flashes. Know, had a couple of good runs. The, yeah, the holes have opened up a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a, that's been a story all season and last season for that matter. I just don't understand how it hasn't been addressed. You know, Eli's got the playmakers this year. You know, last year uh, he had Beckham. Then his second best receiver was um, uh, Dwayne Harris. And he still put up uh, career numbers last year. This year he finally has, you know, great playmakers. 
And you would have thought that they would try and get him some more time and protection. You know, he's only got a few more seasons to, to try and uh, try and get back to the Super Bowl and then try and make some happen. I understand that completely. Him and Ben came up same year. And you you, you got to feel exactly what I feel. you got maybe three seasons left in this run before we're playing in search of a quarterback again. Yeah. And you know, that guys that play on this level are hard to replace. That could really go down as one of the best draft classes from from a quarterback standpoint. You have three Hall of Fame quarterbacks coming out of the draft that year. And, and people and two of them probably got two argue, Super Bowls, yeah. argue that, that, you know, Rivers, Roethlisberger, Manning. But in my in my eyes, all three of them are, are Hall of Famers. I think Ben and, and uh, Eli are, are surefire uh, Hall of Famers, and I think Rivers will end up being a Hall of Famer too. Yeah, it is arguably one of the top, you know, quarterback drafts. Absolutely. They've had good careers. And how often do you have two of the three with two rings each? Yeah. You know, it's, it says a lot, not just the yards and, and touchdowns they've thrown over their career, but they actually got the rings on top of that and not just one, two. And the Steelers, Ben lost one, but, you know, he got his team three times. And then you look back at Rivers and, He's the healthiest body and, and best athlete of the three and has great numbers for his career. So it is a good possibility, all three. All did, you say, did you say healthiest, Alan? Yeah, well, Rivers, he, he's the most mobile in my mind. A mobile? Well, he, I was going to yeah. you know, I had a different interpretation of healthy because I was going to say Eli's never missed a game. No, Eli's the most durable, that's for sure. But yeah. when I just look at Rivers, I see him as the best athlete. He's not a running quarterback by any means, but he's the most mobile. Yeah, I agree. Of, of the three. You know, Eli's uh, he's, he's durable as they come. Ben's taken a beating of it in his career and played with all kind of uh, injuries, but he usually misses two to three games a year. The last few years have been good to him. Hey, listen, hey, uh, can, I, can I say listen, something to, to Mike? This is for you. Mike, don't forget the other – Quarterback that was in the first round of that draft class to Buffalo, J.P. Lofman. Oh, can we? Can, can I, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was actually. Can I? Can I say something before we get into that? I. By the way, I just wanted to say something to um to both these guys. Number one, I was at the draft that day. I was there. I got to meet Ben Roethlisberger. It was a fool, but I met him. But nice guy. But I was there that day. I was there, and all the Giants fans went crazy when they got Eli Manning instead of Rivers. And I will say, and I said this then. I said, I said, you never know; it could turn out in your favor. Since then, Eli's got two Super Bowl rings. Eli busted his butt. Okay. Now, going to Pittsburgh, like I said, Ben Roethlisberger was walking past me. He asked me where the bar was because it was at the the Paramount. When I when I was uh when I was there the day, so uh and and which was uh, pretty uh pretty cool, but anyway um so so and I said the same thing about Ben. Now what I did what I got upset about was when we went we picked the receiver, okay, and then the next thing I turn around Lee, Evan. Lee Evans Lee Evans right Lee Evans right, Lee I Evans. turned around and then I hear the Buffalo Bills traded with the I was so pissed off they said we don't need Lawson. And they were like, no, 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 you need them, you need them, you need them. And sure enough, we got Lostman. And how that worked out for Buffalo, J.P. was a J.P. Lostman fluke. So 
that that right there can can show you. And by you know, so so that's you never know. But as far as the as far as the Giants and as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers, you guys on the line right now should be the happiest guys going today. Tomorrow, both, uh, tomorrow uh, the Giants are going to have to go and they're going to have to take care of business against Dallas. Um, the Giants lost some games this year that maybe they should have won, but you know that's how I look at it. And the Steelers, they just have to man up and do their thing. And I think you guys are going to be fine. There it is, Magic Mike's prediction. So, uh, Adam, let's get it in writing. You know, Adam. I mean, I mean that's how I look at it. So, so that's how I look at it. Um, you know, again, you you know, tomorrow's a big game for you, uh, for you, for you guys, uh, Adam. And uh, good luck against the Cowboys. I hope you guys beat them. I definitely want to want to see that. I mean, uh, you know, that's that's all I got to say about that. Um, that's so interesting. Uh, thought, the draft, that draft class, you had Manning, obviously, in the trade, you know, go first, but then was traded to the fourth pick where the Giants took Rivers. You had Robert Gallery go second to the Raiders, and then Fitzgerald third. But Cleveland took Winslow when they could have had Roethlisberger. That's interesting, right? Cleveland actually could have had Roethlisberger, and they took Kellen Winslow. Over him. That tells you that's, why Cleveland has no wins and is a last-place team. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's all about the draft in the end, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's all about it's all about the draft, but it's all about your players staying healthy, and it's all about time, time as well. So, I mean, it's a, it 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 starts off with your draft, but at the end of the day, it's the player that makes the plays and does what he has to do, and and it's the team too. It's what your team is is doing. As far as the Buffalo Bills go, you know, I'm just a little disgusted with the Bills right now but that's what I'm used to. So, like I said, 16 years of us not making the playoffs, may, maybe it at 17 of us not making the playoffs. But I want to make the playoffs when we're right. I don't want to just jump on a, a, you know, jump on the season and say, hey, we, we're here. But where did you go? You know, where did you go? Um, but someone asked me the other day on, on the bus. They said, what? what would you rather – hold on one second. I'll get this out. They said, what would you rather have, the Buffalo Bills go – and and lose all the Super Bowls, or the Buffaloes never get into the Super Bowl. And I said I'd rather have them lose all those Super Bowls than never going to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, you still want to have a good year and get to the you know get in the playoffs and get to Super Bowls, of course. You know it's always nice to get to the Super Bowl. Nothing could take away what Buffalo did those years. Buffalo had great years. They just never won the Super Bowl, but they still, with the, you know, they still had some great years. There's no, you can't take that away from them. Without a doubt. No, and, no, and, oh. and that's what I—that's my point. I was, um, I was, I was bringing up. Um, but you can hey, talk hey, about both. Hey, hey Adam. Adam. Yeah. So any anything anything big coming out of the, from uh, Metland in the hearings or no? No, I mean I haven't heard anything. That's uh, more of the same, right? Yeah, we love Granderson. <laughs> bottom, bottom it looks please. like Granderson's going to be our everyday center fielder. Yeah, a 37-year-old. But uh, what about uh, – we were talking about it a little earlier, Adam, about uh, the Miracle Day, like we were just touching on it, right? It was a, uh, a great day, right? Yeah, it was great. You know, the guys, everyone comes, uh, smile on their face, um, you know, all about the kids. So it's, uh, it's a really nice day. Yeah, no, it was a good time. It was def- definitely a good time, man. 
a long day, long, fun day, you know, a lot of work, but definitely a lot of fun. But like you said, just the, seeing the smile on their faces, like we, we were talking about it, like it seemed like none of them were in a rush to leave, right? Like everybody yeah. was there to, you know. And one guy even came back, Stephen Bauer, the actor. He left, he went to his hotel, he came back at like 3 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny how he came back. It's funny how he played the guy in Scarface. He looks nothing like him now, obviously. It's many years later. <laughs> right? That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, you got so to, meet a, of, got to meet a lot of stars, right? A lot of sports stars. Who did you meet? Yeah. What? Who did you meet? Well, it was uh, Mike, uh, Mike Richter, John Franco, Curtis Martin, uh, Charles Smith. John Wallace, Rod Gilbert, John Stark, Alan Deuce, Kenny Lopez. Anderson, of course, my my man Kenny Anderson, Curtis, Felipe Lopez, Curtis Martin, Curtis Martin. Right. Then it was like a bunch I, I, of actors. I got a jab, but I'm gonna keep listening. Thanks for calling, Adam. All right, boys. Now you met Nick too, right? You met Nick's players, didn't you? Yeah, Starks, Houston, and John Wallace were there. So that was that's, nice. uh, that was uh, cool. that's Felipe Lopez that's, too, right? That's Felipe Lopez, yes. That's that's uh that that's cool that she got to meet all these. Now this is all for charity, right? Yeah. That's uh for our that's job. interesting. Our job does it. Oh, you, that's right. You were saying that. That's how you got to meet yeah. because of your job. So that's 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 cool. You know, getting to meet all these, um, you know, guys because you're a big sports fan, but also it's nice that you give back. Um, yeah. the kids in the community, and that's what it's all about. And that's that's one thing I like about these players when they come and they're in a great mood and they're 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 there to serve, you know them, you know, and uh, you can talk to them and they're very pleasant, you know. Yeah, no, it's very very successful day without a doubt. As Adam, as Alan could attest to, it was definitely very successful day. So yeah, yeah that's a that's a good. That's a good any any time you're going to help a, a team out, it's going to be good. But so let me ask you guys unfortunately, one more thing I won't be unfortunately tomorrow. I won't be home to watch the game. Oh, that's big. So let me ask you guys what? one more thing before I let you guys go. What's what your take on the Miami Arizona game tomorrow? Dolphins. I think they bounce back. Yeah, I mean, where's it was definitely game, a disappointing loss. Not be. so much that they lost last week, it's how bad they was more than anything else. Mm. Yeah, I was shocked. I, I, didn't think, I didn't think they were going to win the game anyway, but I, I didn't think they would lose like that, you know. They really, it was a complete disaster of a game. I mean, it was down 14 nothing like five minutes into the game. You know, yeah, I, I was really surprised with that game. I, I didn't realize what you said the. Ravens play very well against the Dolphins. They kind of own them, as you as you put it. But I yeah, that, that that surprised me. The Dolphins have been playing really solid football all around and, and running the ball really well. And uh, you should be able to hang in a game with anybody. Mm. And and you made the Ravens look like a Super yeah. Bowl team. And hopefully yeah, the Ravens exactly. come down to earth this week and the, the Dolphins bounce back. Well, the that was the, most been, the, it was the most points the Ravens scored in a game all year. Yeah, they looked good. I even heard, uh, where are you going? Where are you going? 
I heard something that it was their first touchdown in the first quarter since week two or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, Mojo, I got to cut this short, man. I'll talk to you soon. Have right, a good, man, have a good, uh, good, good rest of the show. Thanks for calling in. And uh, tomorrow I'll be at Pro Wrestling Magic. Um, get all the details. Uh, Cody Rhodes is going to be wrestling there tomorrow, and so is um, so is um, I can't. Oh, Leo Rush from ROH against Paul London. They're, they're going to have a big uh, big show tomorrow. I'm going to be with uh, with Pro Wrestling Magic as they present Kingdom Come. So uh, I'll talk to you soon, guys. Right, Take cool. it easy. Thanks, thanks for calling in. Anytime. Bye bye. All right, so I'd like, I'm going to close up. We got five. We got like five minutes left. Alan, mm-hmm. I know I've had you on a while. I appreciate it. You've been on. You've been on for a while, going over everything from baseball to football. So we covered a lot. It's a miracle day. We did a lot today, so it was good. Very action-packed. Got a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. Today. So thank you. Know, yeah, so, so thank you. Definitely thanks for taking the time. Sure, sure. When I have the time, I'll take the time for this show. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. A loyal, very loyal caller and listener to this show. I appreciate it. I really do. Big part of, you're a big part of the show, yeah. I, I would have been a lot happier if the Dolphins would have beat the Ravens last week. <laughs> I know. I'm hoping. Yeah, I know. That, so right in the first place. That would have made the day perfect, right, for you? Because you would have had that, and then you would have been watching the game, the Pittsburgh game, knowing if you win, that that's it, right? That you had yeah, it. Yeah, that <laughs> game up. I saw the 14-0. Yeah. I was like, oh, and then it just got uglier from there. Yeah. You know, and then the Dolphins went like, and beat Pittsburgh. I, I, it really, you know, yeah. surprised me. I, I looked at that Steeler game with the Dolphins as a game that put the Dolphins on a roll. Yeah, it kind of was a turning point in the season for them. I was like, this looks like a playoff team now. Yeah, definitely a team in the fight for it. And hopefully that's yeah. just, uh, you know, it's the NFL that happens. The Steelers got whooped by the Eagles. The Eagles haven't been great. You know, hopefully it's just a one-week thing and they turn it around. Well, that's the case. Do they bounce back? That's the case, right? So we'll see tomorrow if they if they answer the bell and they bounce back. That'll be That's going to be interesting. Yeah, so. who do they got tomorrow now? Arizona uh, in Miami. Oh, Arizona. And my, and Arizona is a team with a lot of talent that's been disappointing, right? So they have a lot of talent, but they've been disappointing all year. Absolutely. You know, bet on them in a lot of games. It's like they don't come through. You know, yeah. it's like the potential's there. You know, I have one of their receivers on my fantasy team. I mean, they were absolutely nothing. Year, one of the Super Bowl favorites, right? So, I mean. Yeah. And that's tops and disappointment for talent and results. Yeah. Keep it rolling. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. No, you don't want them bouncing back. One more week. Let them play really bad. Yeah. Well, they won last week, so I'm hoping that can give them some momentum now, right? <laughs> yeah. And teams like to They're coming off a win. They're coming off a bad loss. They're coming off a nice win. We're coming off a bad loss, so. But we're home, so mm-hmm. hopefully the home field becomes a factor. Right. It should. I don't know if Arizona's been that great at home or on the road. They've just been an average team with yeah. potential. Yeah, they haven't been nothing special. And their offensive line is terrible. So Miami can get some mm-hmm. pressure, I think. They'll be all right. All right. All right well, thanks, Al. All right. I appreciate you coming on today, as always. Sure. I'll, I'll see you Monday. I'll see you next and, uh, week. Thank you. That's right. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one.
Dr. A. Allen, thanks for coming on. Great, great segment. He did a lot today. He did a lot of baseball, a lot of football with me, so he did a covered a lot. Magic Mike and Adam, thank you for joining in as well, talking. Thanks to PDV for calling in, talking football. Fever calling in, talking baseball. Christine from Pine Bush, so covered a lot. We did a lot of football and baseball today, a lot of NFL, obviously, and a lot of baseball winter meeting stuff, so it was a great show. So until next week, I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. As the bad weather and the snow's coming in, be safe, and I'll speak to you soon. Next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.